0: The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network.
1: Hey, what's up? This is Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Keep It A
0: Strong Style. and let them have it because this is just an intro keeping the strong style six stars from the get-go boy yeah from tampa bay to the tokyo dome this is keeping it strong style with your host jeremy donovan and the young boy joshua smith and thank you for listening welcome to keeping it strong style the ace of podcasts on the social suplex podcast network jeremy donovan here joined by the young boy josh smith on today's show we'll be reviewing the first six nights of the best of the super junior 26 answering your questions and of course covering all the latest news in the world of new japan pro wrestling you can support our show by subscribing to the social suplex podcast network on the podcast app of your choice and leaving a rating and review You can also get all the podcasts and columns at socialsuplex.com. Go to socialsuplex.com slash subscribe. to time to get all of our podcasts and columns delivered directly into your email inbox. This episode of Keeping a Strong Style is brought to you by Power Slam TV. Power Slam TV is an independent wrestling streaming service with over 5,000 hours of wrestling from companies across the world. Go to powerslam.tv, use a promo code SOCIALSUPLEX to get your first month free. Make sure you check out our and T store, perlsontees.com, slash social suplex. That's where you can get your official Keeping It Strong style t-shirt. And guys, definitely want to make sure you hit up that homepage of socialsuplex.com. We have a lot of great things popping up on the homepage. Um... Maserati, who's joined our team recently, has been putting out some great columns. We have some best of the Super Junior night reviews that are starting to go up now. Um, a lot of great stuff, you know, all the podcasts, all that stuff over on com. We're getting a lot more people that want to write, so we're kind of building up the writing side now. So a lot more great columns coming your way from Social Suplex.
1: Why are you looking at me like that?
0: I don't know, I don't know if you had any comments on that
1: nah i I literally like didn't have a good thing to say. I was hoping like you would lead me in like you know, like be the Kevin Kelly to my caprice Coleman, you know what I'm saying <laughs> but then you just you just stared at me for a second. I was like, dang, am I supposed to say something like really, really good here and like lead like kick off the show sometimes I just don't have it, man some like I feel like Kurt Angle, but not like <laughs> Kurt Angle in two thousand one Kurt Angle in, like I wouldn't say 2019, maybe like 2016, you know Like I can still pull out like a four star with Bobby Lashley But then I'm still gonna suck like on those house shows, you know what I'm saying? Like that's how I feel right now Oh
0: man Alright man, so we have survived the first week of the best of the super juniors
1: Survive? I've been thriving <laughs> I have thrived through the best of the super juniors, I'm fine Everything's you fine? Everything is not fine <laughs> Everything is crappy, but still we are here. Um
0: so how, how how have these six shows been for you, man? Overall it's been a very entertaining watch. We have a, a lot of good matches, few great matches. Um, you know, tournament has been pretty good. Um yeah, man. I've been enjoying it and you know, uh throughout, you know, the busy week and busy weekend and busy schedule I've been able to uh keep up and Watch all you know I've watched um, A lot of the undercard stuff more than I was Expecting to uh, same uh, But yeah so yeah man I'm all up to date All caught up man
1: you're gonna watch the show and you're
0: already Caught up and you're like
1: I might as well watch this Brody King tag match you know or I might Might as well see what's going on with to Umino
0: Right and you know some um, Somebody on Reddit was kind of I forgot who it was now but we we're kind of talking about you know Should you watch the undercards or not And you know I'm, I'm, My thing is like if you have time to watch it Go ahead and watch it
1: My whole thing is this I would like kind of cherry pick it a bit The thing is What you're getting with those undercards Is Very similar to what you get When you watch the same Road 2 show Every single night you're getting a similar match so I don't know if I would ro- watch it every night I, w- I would say for most people I think that'd be like too strenuous a chore Right,
0: but well I'm sure not everybody has a, time for it every night Right, or yeah. even
1: or even twice Yeah Because <laughs> you watch it like twice and you're like I'm pretty sure I saw Juice have this match last night I'm pretty sure I saw, you know This same exact match with, uh, you know Who else on the tour? Like, um What's his face is headlining all, the, all of them
0: Um what, Brody King?
1: No, from L.I.J. What's wrong with me? Oh, Naito? Yeah, it's like I've seen this Naito match already. It's like you probably have. You know, maybe, maybe catch like one here or there and, you know, enjoy it for what it is. But, um, I mean, there have been some stuff going on on the undercard.
0: Yeah, so let's t- talk about some of those keys that have happened on the undercard so far. Um, I think uh, first thing, I mean, we have Juice Robinson. Um, kind of, he's been uh, getting over the uh, the Tenzin Tenzon Boston Crab as one of his uh, finishing moves, and then of course he's been um, he's been. Uh, I know he's
1: been tapping guys with it, but it's mainly been like young lions. I didn't know if they were actually going to start establishing it as like a real a real finish. Yeah, is well, that how it's been coming off to you?
0: I I feel like it because he's done it majority. I'm pretty much I think all but one night he's won using that Tenzon Boston Crab. So, normally, when a guy is using a new finish every night, then that's usually a sign, like, this is something he's going to be using in the future. It's probably either going to be a false finish for a future match, or it'll be his new overall finish. You're
1: you're totally right. The only reason that it didn't resonate with me like that was because it's been Young Lions, and it's like, you can tap them out with anything. You know what I mean? Right. So, that probably hadn't... I, I hadn't even considered that he was actually trying to maybe utilize it as... Anything other than a signature hold, you know. You're right. But now that you're saying that, I'm like, oh, is he gonna start trying to use this like in big matches? Like,
0: I, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I think it could be uh, a good false finish. Like he locks it in on somebody, and they're like, oh, you know, he was tabbing people out in the, the tournament within the best super junior tour with that. Maybe mm. he'll win the match with it. And so, yeah, I didn't even think of that. That's that's a great point. Yeah, and so uh, we actually had a question uh, about uh, Juice using that. Boston Crab from Reddit user Zach Saber Time He says Let's talk about the worst move of this tour Let's talk about the Tenzan style Boston Crab That Juice does I think it's the ugliest and weakest looking version Of the Boston Crab I've ever seen
1: Huh Hot take Yeah, I don't know that I totally agree with that To be honest with you my Here's how I've always felt about That version of the Boston Crab Um it's kind of, like, something that I've always seen as, like, being for... This is going to sound bad, but, like, like exotic wrestlers. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not exotic, but, like, foreigners. Like, like guy, like, for instance, like, the Mongolian Chop. Like, that's something Tenzan does, too. Yeah. It's like, that fits his character. Because he's, like, a big, bruising, brute force type of guy. Yeah. And it's, like, that version of the Boston Crab, to me, has always been something that only, like big strong muscular like and also because they're from other countries a lot of times you would see foreign like wrestlers do that sort of Boston crab not too many like North America like not too many gaijin or North American wrestlers use that version so to kind of see like juice doing it I know juice was trained by tenzon that's probably why he's adopting it right but, uh, which makes sense but to me I that's why I kind of don't like him using it because I don't view him as being like a, a guy who can like Get enough leverage Cause he's Like I don't see him as being You know Like for instance If Ishii did this It would make all the sense In the world to me Or if like Elgin was doing it Or Even like Maybe Hinare I don't know Certain guys like that Yeah But For me I don't I don't know Seeing I mean I I, Juice can do whatever he wants But it just doesn't really fit In my mind
0: Yeah, you know, I I actually kind of like that version of the Boston Crab, and I don't mind Juice using it. I I think it's kind of cool that he's kind of paying homage to one of the guys that's trained him, and it's always good to, you know, get over another move that you can use uh, as a signature or a false finish. So, I mean, I really don't have any problem with Juice using it, and I don't have a problem with the move in general. I think it's a different uh, variation of the Crab. I think it looks kind of cool.
1: Growing up, I remember being super pissed when... uh... Lance Storm started beating everybody with like a single leg crab <laughs> and I was like he doesn't even have both legs I don't understand <laughs> like in in my child mind like one leg is not as strong as two legs right yeah like I didn't consider the fact that you could probably like twerk the one leg and get way more like leverage and I was just like he's doing a crappier version of a really good move and he's winning this makes no <laughs> sense oh man but yeah I the only thing with Tenzon's Boston Crab is like I don't think it's more effective than a regular Boston Crab Right Unless like you've got a really high angle On it maybe And then yep. kind of push down I don't know Yeah But
0: yeah I don't know Yeah Well also stuff going on with Juice um, They've been playing the Time's Up video Either before the match After the match Or you know, during, like right before the bell rings. I gotta
1: say, I'm getting sick and tired of seeing this video. So
0: am I. <laughs> this is one criticism on New Japan with their vignettes. I love the fact that they do vignettes for new guys. I do too. The problem is they normally use the same vignette and they play it over and over and over and over again. And I get, you know, normally, you know, New Japan's mainly a touring business over TV, so you want to make sure. Every city you go to Sees the same video well, But now they have to consider That they're airing all these shows And that it's kind of overkill
1: That's true I mean, you know they The one thing I thought about this was like Man, this is a really like well done video It's really well produced But now I can see why it's so well produced They put all their money into the one video <laughs> They didn't have enough money to do a second video right. They don't got nothing else It's like the same crap And every single night, just getting rattled He's getting shaken by it. Yeah. And it's just like, at first it was really cool, but it's been like seven shows now, and I'm like, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> let's just, who, who is it?
0: Like, right. just
1: tell, who? Who?
0: Who? Uh, But yeah, so yeah, uh, Muzzle, you know, he pointed out to us, he says, uh, the DDT video of Chris Brooks' parody of NJPW vignette, does this mean he might not be the Time's Up guy? So you haven't seen it? Uh, DDT Wrestling, another company uh, In Japan They have put out a pretty much shot for shot Version of the Times Up video Featuring Chris Brooks Who everybody thought the Times Up guy Was going to be Yeah uh, So I mean, from my opinion I'm like, I, I don't think that You know, New Japan's Time Up guy Is going to be Chris Brooks I mean, I, I don't think that you know, They would let DDT you know is get away with doing a shot for shot thing And have it be Chris books and spoil it Also I don't th- it'd be kind of weird For if they're bringing this guy in and he's also And he's doing DDT the same month You think that's kind of weird
1: I don't think that's Necessarily weird if I mean I don't know for sure I mean he could Be a freelancer and have the Ability to come and go as he pleases What I do think is weird Is um, If you were going to be the surprise Guy and this was What creative in a Competing Japanese company wanted to do. Why would you do that? Like, don't you feel like that would kind of like burn the bridge a little bit? Right. Um, that's the only thing. At first, I was like, it could still be him, but at, it kind of seems like it's probably not. And now I'm like, who the crap is it? Yeah. I have no clue.
0: Yeah, I have. I was
1: like dead set. It's Chris Brooks.
0: Yeah, pretty. I would say like you no, know, like ninety five percent of the internet was you know sure it was Chris Brooks, but
1: part of me still like I don't like to get worked though. Part of me is like. It's still Chris Brooks. Like he might not even—he's not even going to DDT. Like this, this will work. This will work. This all bull crap, bro. I—I I, I have no clue. Yeah. I mean, shh, it could—it nah. could be bad news, Barrett. For all we know. I'm hoping it's Oka. It could. It seemed like that. Those were some pretty Caucasian-looking hands, though. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Oka's kind of light, though. He light skin.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so. I, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, if it is Oka, that would be cool. I want it to be
0: uh, David Starr. I just, I just don't feel like that fits his that that type of character fits it. It's wrestling. Anything fits anybody. I mean that's true. I mean you do what the Booker says. You know, as our friend Aaron Norris says, I'm not the Booker. Yeah. So you know he does what the Booker says. I, but I mean,
1: there's a bunch of guys it could be. I mean, now that now that we're thinking, it's probably not Chris Brooks. I mean, it could be Davey Boy Smith. It could be Finley. It could be. It could be Dave Finley. Yeah. It could be Dave Finley, man. Like that would be something
0: where it's like he comes back and you know it's his his buddy. You right. Know? You know. This whole time I was hurt You never checked on me Kind of thing You know Time's up Yeah It could be that um, Like I was saying, It could be Davy Boy Smith If they wanted to like Give
1: him a singles push that We know that's a guy That's been uh, Frustrated with his placement in, in the company And his utilization And maybe mm. He wants to break out And I mean Dude, if he were to come in with, like, a new sort of, like, character but still be David Boy Smith and he just starts, like, fucking people up, like, I'd probably be with that. Yeah, be cool. yeah I'd be down with that. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think who else. I mean, David Starr was somebody that I just mentioned. I don't really think it's him, but I just want it to be because I like David Starr now and I'd yeah. like to see him get a shot in one of the big leagues. Yeah. I, he's, like, the one guy I'm like, why is nobody signing him?
0: Like, it's kind of crazy, don't you feel like? Yeah. Anyone else you think it could be? I don't know. I mean, they've been bringing in a lot of guys from Ref Pro. Maybe there's somebody else in Ref Pro that we're not thinking about that it could possibly be. Um, yeah. Besides, yeah, those few names. Like, I, I really don't have an idea of who this mystery man can be.
1: Well, I mean, for now, it looks like it's not Chris Brooks, which I don't know. I
0: mean, are you happy about that or are you disappointed? Um. Not really disappointed, um I'm kind of kind of neutral like I'm not the biggest Chris Brooks fan. I mean I think he's fine um, so I'm actually kind of, it's kind of, might be kind of cool that it might be somebody else um so yeah what we, what about you?
1: I feel like we've kind of maxed out on like the lanky white foreigners from like either Australia or you know like Britain yeah. kind of, like they just brought in phantasma we, we filled the quota, yeah, we filled the quota. Um, I'd like it to be something different, you know what I mean? But I don't know who it could be. I'm actually looking at, like, just thinking that maybe it's somebody from RevPro. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's anyone here that would make sense in my mind. Um, I'm not saying they should do this, but Josh Bodum is a guy that they really like, or, you know, that RevPro really pushes hard, and maybe he could be utilized but I'm not seeing too much else
0: here That I'm like yeah they, they would come in Yeah it's not yeah Yeah so. so it'll be interesting To see who that will be Some other stuff uh, on the undercard You know we had one night we had a battle Of uh, bullet club and a tag match Where it was uh, Giotto and uh, ELP Against Gato And uh, Robbie Eagles That uh, was a pretty little funny match there I uh, have a question from Ma- Maserati Asking why does Jato's bull cup short say Betty boop Did I miss something there
1: I have no clue I've actually noticed that but never like Expressed my uh, You know curiosity about that Mm -hmm. I don't know I just assume it's like another Marketing thing sort of like how they have Partnerships with Hello Kitty And like uh, Tekken And Street Fighter and stuff like that I'm just like, oh, they got something going, with Betty Boop. I don't know. Yeah.
0: I have a feeling it's probably like a Twitter thing. Like Jato actually tweets quite a lot. And, uh, you know, a lot of his shirts have been coming from Twitter. Like the whole, like, I don't care thing, that shirt that he was wearing, that came from like, a little Twitter exchange thing. Um, so yeah, it, it must've been something on Twitter, something we missed, or like you said, like some kind of partnership that they now have with Betty Boop. I guess I have no idea.
1: Yeah. We don't know. I think you're, I, w- I was about to say you're asking the wrong guys, but I
0: think you're, you're talking to the right guys, but we just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, also on the undercard, we've had uh, Brody King's New Japan debut in the tag matches, and he's looked great.
1: Yeah, man, Brody King is for real, for real. Like this man, this man wants a contract. He's trying to get signed, bro. Yeah, he's
0: trying to get in the G One. Yeah,
1: yeah, and yeah. and I'm all for that. Like at this point, I am. 100% down
0: for that yeah, We had a question from um, Twitter user Tony, at Tony Tough Nuts It says Brody King, the G1 question mark What singles matches would you want to see him in?
1: Real simple I'm going to tell you the same name I tell everybody Anytime anybody new gets Offered to be in a G1 Or even come to New Japan and you're like Who do you want to see them wrestle? It's always the same guy It's always the same one person ECE,
0: mm, dude, Brody King <laughs> and Ishii Oh my god! How,
1: how about Brody King is a giant in New Japan? Yeah. Like he's a normal sized guy in America, but in New Japan, he's
0: towering over. Bro, his. he's
1: a fucking
0: monster. Yeah, dude, he's getting over with the crowd, big time. Yeah, he is. They, they like him.
1: Yeah, yeah, because he's got a good look. But bro, he can really work. Like yeah, he's doing some really impressive stuff. He's got good look.
0: He's huge. He's doing stuff that you know, guys his size shouldn't be doing. Um, and yeah like he, he's there to impress man Like he's making the most of this opportunity
1: I mean it's funny I've seen Brody King And I know you have too we saw him in AEW when we were at
0: uh, Chicago, Chicago yeah. for all in
1: weekend We've seen him in PWG we see seen him on MLW mm-hmm. All over the place And um, I'm not saying he's having the best matches of his life But like his individual performances Are so eye catching it's like He's really putting it out there when, like, he's, making, he's maximizing every opportunity He gets when he gets a chance to be in the ring I'm like right. Dude if I'm New Japan and I see this guy Doing what he's doing and like, how he's getting over like, I, I pick him up and I use him
0: yeah. Like, So yeah I'd be all about Brody King being in the G1 I think that'd be a great addition Newcomer of the year award? Could be Possible Yeah Possible And uh, they've also been kind of doing this storyline, kind of started in Ring of Honor, and it's kind of uh, fled over here in New Japan, where they are looking for the fourth member of Villain Enterprises. And we have a question here from Twitter follower, at 7 Stars NJPW: How do you think the fourth member of Villain Enterprises will play a part in the best of the Super Juniors?
1: I really don't think it will i would be surprised if it played into the storyline of the best of super juniors but um you never know i mean is that something that you'd considered
0: not really once again i just thought it was one of those kind of backstage things where they're just trying to get villain enterprises over they're going with the whole thing they're scouting talent like i don't think it's really going to play out in the tournament maybe i think they're just kind of trying to continue to keep that storyline going um we had another question about it from um Twitter follower at tweeter ain't shit He says March girl said they're recruiting For his stable what are the chances that they recruit, recruit a young lion and that's How they start their excursion
1: Yeah actually that Would be freaking awesome That's not, not something I'd really Considered either but I mean That'd be a great way to get somebody Like started off for their Excursion and to really get them Utilized in a in a major way In repro so I would be all or, for that of honor. Or, I'm sorry yeah I'm still thinking about Rep. Yeah, absolutely, in uh, in Ring of Honor. So I would be, I think that'd be really cool. I don't know if that's what they're going
0: to do, though. Yeah, I doubt it. I mean, but if there was one young line, I would definitely say Narita. Narita. He's been healing it up in it, a little bit in his performances, and he just has that heel douchebag kind of face, the face you want to punch. And so I think he would fit in perfectly well in Villa Enterprises.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to get this... Uh... Narita and PCO tag team going. You know what I'm saying?
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, I can't even. (laughs) (laughs) Be freaking awesome. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, And then a side question uh, from at Twitter ain't shit. He says, um, the he says the other guy was talking about you on your podcast. Wait, wait,
1: what? 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 what?
0: (laughs) He called me the what? The other guy.
1: What do you mean the other guy? What does he mean by you people?
0: You said the other guy on your podcast said he sold vacuum... Wait, wait, wait,
1: Whose podcast? <laughs> what is he even talking about right now? Yo, this is the most offensive question we've ever gotten on this show. I don't even know if I should answer it right now. Like, this is... this is.
0: You said that you sold vacuum door to door He says, was it Kirby? He says he used to do it, too.
1: First off, no, it was not Kirby. Second off, I don't remember sharing this part of my life with you... People, the listeners. I'm flustered right now. Let's make, think, let's make things real clear right now. This is not Jeremy's podcast that I am on. Me and Jeremy share this podcast. This is a 50 50 podcast. I'm not the other guy. He called me the other guy, bro. Called
0: you Marty Gennetti.
1: Bro, if I wasn't white, I'd be like, yo, this is racist. I am yeah. appalled.
0: I am appalled.
1: Yo, I'm so, I'm so bummed that that's the way that, uh, tweeter ain't shit thinks of me, like, God, anyways, yeah, I used to sell, I sold rainbows, okay, and for anyone who doesn't know what a rainbow is, look it up, it's, we we used to say it's not a rain, or it's not a vacuum, it's a rainbow, yeah, but, uh, long story short, it's like a $2,500, like, $3,000, like, uh a uh, vacuum that runs off of water, basically. Gotcha. Yep. Used to sling those, used to sell them. I really want one, actually. We need a <laughs> we need, a, we need a, a, vacuum for the dojo, like,
0: desperately. Yeah. Like, it's getting pretty bad here. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta get on that. Yep. But um, Anything else on the undercard that we needed to touch on? Uh,
1: the one thing I wanted to say is that, um, yeah, I actually used to make... I would go into people's houses that had Kirby's and then make them give me the Kirby in exchange for the rainbow. Like I wouldn't let them keep their vacuum. That we'd give them a quote unquote trade-in credit <laughs> for it. Yeah. And we'd say we'd take four hundred dollars off the the deal or whatever. And then, um, yeah. So like I had met, I loved selling to people that bought Kirby's. They had these giant, big metal, freaking vac Kirby vacuums. They're just like straight steel. We used to like play games where we try to chuck them see how far we could chuck a kirby (laughs) it's great that's what we used to do uh other than that though speaking of the undercard there was one thing so um on the obviously we've had the young lions on the undercards one big running story that's been uh taking place all throughout the tour uh is Shota umino who obviously was in the new japan cup earlier this year and is aiming to try and get a spot in the g1 and he said at this point, he feels like he's being passed up because Renarita has been put into a block tournament, which is something he's been unable to do. So at this point, the only way he can kind of catch up and be on Narita's level, he has to get in the G1. But in order to do that, he's got to pin a heavyweight first. So all throughout the tour, during all these multiple tag matches, he's trying to uh, to freaking pin a heavyweight, which I don't think is going to happen. Yeah. Um, other than that... Oh yeah, I did want to say one thing This is something I wanted to say on the air Yo, there is a fly in the dojo right now And it is bugging the crap out of me
0: Yeah, I just got
1: chopped With <laughs> you trying to kill it it's, Yo, because it's flying by Jeremy And I like, I don't I want it to die <laughs> I should have gone like whoosh. <laughs> What is, wait, what is Ten Sun doing? Oh yeah <laughs> I Mongolian cho- chopped. Yeah, I should have freaking Mongolian chopped you um, Caprice Coleman Talk about that Yeah So I've been on the record saying that I am not really a commentary guy Like commentators are kind of just commentators to me And Like really, really good ones are fine And ones that are kind of like less than I I don't notice them But when someone's bad And I mean really, 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 really bad Then I'll have a problem with it, right? Right I have gone on record many times saying that I freaking hate Hate Caprice Coleman Like every time I hear him in Ring of Honor I think he's literally the worst commentator I've ever heard in my entire life And then on night one Of this tour I was like God he's so bad And then night two I was like he's getting a little better And then night three I was like What is happening right now Caprice Coleman sounds fine And now we're at night six and I'm like Are Caprice Coleman And Kevin (laughs) Kelly The best commentary team In the sport right now (laughs)
0: Oh my gosh. I don't know what's happening, dude. He's getting better. Yeah, he's getting. Yeah, he's, get,
1: he's gotten better over six shows. It's freaking nuts. I don't yeah.
0: understand. Yeah, it. I thought he's been doing pretty good. You know, um, I didn't think he was all that great in Ring of Honor. Oh, he's uh, bad. Um, he was bad. But he's gotten so much better, um, and yeah, he's really just excelling here in this role. And it's funny, uh, Floyd from uh, All Things Elite. we were actually kind of talking about this last week because he hit me up. He's like, he's like. Um, a criticism is, like, do you think Caprice talks too much? And I think, yeah. I yeah, think, yeah, he's I, too busy. Yeah, I think it would be better if just somebody just paused a little bit. Um, he's like, and Floyd's like, yeah, I just feel like he has no one to stop talking. And I'm like, yeah, I feel like he makes a good point, but then he just keeps talking. And sometimes he repeats the point or he says something that doesn't make sense, which distracts you from the good point he made. So I think if he just, you know, made his point, kind of sit back a little bit, let Kevin Kelly kind of jump in, and then hold off, and then come and come back in, That'd be great, but other than that, I think he's been doing a fantastic job. All I know is he used to, usually he
1: says a lot of really, really stupid shit. That's all I can say. Usually, stuff he says is god awful and stupid, and now it's not. Like he's fine, and it's like he might get nominated for most improved in <laughs> in the new in the twenty nineteen Keeping a Strong Style Awards. Like my God, this man has done a complete one hundred and eighty. Like this is nuts.
0: Yeah, and you know, working with the pro that Kevin Kelly is, I'm sure, night after night, he's been giving him tips, pointers, and you know, just... maybe
1: that, maybe just covering like a really great wrestling product and not having to cover Ring of Honor, like that <laughs>
0: might have something to do with it too. Yeah, but and I just I think he's just super excited to be there. You can you can, bro, he's
1: like getting on his game.
0: Yeah, you can feel the excitement coming from him. The whole the whole show that he's commentating. I know, and he's been his his uh, calls on near falls have been great too.
1: Yeah. I know I've I've said some disparaging things, but like in in all honesty, Caprice Coleman is doing a really good job actually, and I'm kind of surprised. Like I am very surprised, but like yeah, he's getting he's gotten a lot better, and I'm like what, like this is nuts. Yeah. So like yeah, Caprice Coleman is no longer my least favorite uh, commentator.
0: Well, he he was never my least favorite. There's a lot there's a lot of people that kind of fit that list for me, but yeah, definitely has improved.
1: Let me just say this: I would have rather listened to Lanny Poffo.
0: Ah, uh, Chief nah. uh,
1: Bro, at least Lenny Poffa was entertaining At least he was entertaining I, Bro, I couldn't stand Caprice Now all of a sudden Caprice has gotten good
0: So yeah Alright, so anything else before we yeah. jump into Reviewing the, the tournament? No, let's talk about this tournament Alright, so how are we going to break this thing down? We'll start with the A block We'll start um, at the top of the leaderboard And work our way down to the bottom Talk about each wrestler their performance overall, and some of the matches that we enjoyed. Um, And so we'll do that. We'll do the A block, then we'll do B block, and that's how we're going to break this thing down. So we'll start at the A block. Um, On top of the leaderboard, we have the Bone Soldier, Taiji Ishimori. 30 wins, 0 losses, 6 points in the tournament. Uh, What have been your thoughts about the Bone Soldier so far? So Ishimori comes back into this tournament after...
1: Uh, relinquishing his title At the uh, Madison Square Garden Show just last month He got a return date with uh, with Dragon Lee and was unable to Defeat him on the Dantaku tour So he came into this coming off of two Big losses, not a lot of Momentum, first round of the, fir- the First night of the A Block He gets a return date with Dragon Lee and uh, They are in the headline of-, of The A Block and Ishimori Rebounds, get- picking up a Big, 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 two points defeating Dragon Lee, the current reigning IWGP Junior Champion, and then since then he's just been on a roll. He went through Marty Skrull, he's gone through Teton, undefeated, three point or six points, three and zero. Ishimori's like at the top of this block right now.
0: Yeah, you know, like we mentioned last week, we expected Ishimura to be one of the guys at the top of this block. Yes. Uh, You know, the night one uh, main event with Dragon Lee, I thought it was a great match. Uh, I rated that one at four stars. It wasn't as good as the wrestling Dantaku match, but it was still um, a great matchup. Uh,
1: I was kind of disappointed in it, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, well, I think they had a lot of things working against them, Um, you know. It's being a rematch so soon. They were slotted after the hottest match on the card. Yeah, um, so a lot of things kind of going against it. Uh, I also
1: have a uh, suspicion that both
0: Ishimori as well as Dragon Lee might be somewhat banged up. Yeah, I've been hearing reports that Ishimori is banged up, and I didn't even need reports to tell that. Like, yeah, the, night three, the Mario Girl match. Whew! Wow, like Ishimori was botching all over the place. He did it he was like moving like half the speed that he normally moves and he just wasn't A lot clicking.
1: a lot of rest holds, a lot of weird communication miscommunication where it's like the guys didn't seem to know where they were, what they were doing. The crowd was not into it. It was dead, dead, dead. And it was so long, bro. Yeah. That was a freaking long match. I thought they were going to Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> like, um now here's the funny thing. I've heard a lot of people disparage this uh, this match and talk badly about it, and almost all of it is falling on Skrull. You're the one guy that I've heard a lot of like that. I haven't heard anyone else like bring criticism against Ishimori, but like you, you like pretty much said that you feel like most of this was on Ishimori.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you look at other Ishimori matches, never botches. He's moving lightning fast, and then if you look at this Skrull match. Some of The two major botches were on Ishimori that's true the um, That gut buster Move thing that he does uh, He couldn't get Skrull up for that uh, And then he he went to run up and do a Frankensteiner and he slipped Twice trying to do that um, So you know that wasn't on Skrull Yeah so I mean Yeah I mean you, you can say what you want about Skrull but Ishimori Definitely had a big hand in that match Not going the way it should have gone
1: Absolutely um <laughs> So from a kayfabe perspective, he's sitting at the top of the of the uh, the block, you know, undefeated. He's picked up a win over Dragon Lee, the champion, which you know in theory would hypothetically put him in line for a title shot again down the line. Yeah. Um, but in terms of match delivery and performance, I would say that Ishimori is n- not delivering what we know he's capable of. Right. Now with that being said, last year. Ishimori was not turning out classic after classic, you know? Mm-hmm. He had a really good match against uh, Will Ospreay the first night, and then he kind of had good performances throughout the rest of the tournament, but I wouldn't call his matches great until, like, towards the very, very end, like the one with Hiromu and all that. I mean, he was a guy who kind of, like, kind of coasted, had a formula, did his right. match, and then when when it mattered, he turned it on and had great matches. The difference here is, like, He's having okay matches, but he's not having great
0: performances at the same time. Right. the The Dragon Lee match was the best of the three matches that he's had uh, thus far. And I
1: wasn't as high on it as you were. I thought it was a little bit. I was like three and three quarters. So I didn't even think it was a four star match. Gotcha. Um, not to say it was bad. You know, it wasn't bad. I mean, that's still <laughs> not a bad match. But I didn't. I wouldn't call it a great match. I mean, they've the match they had at Dantaku was. That way, was that way, was incredible. Yeah, yeah, it was way better than that. Yeah. Uh, That might be why they're so banged up You know, they had that just a few days ago Exactly Um, So, I mean, you can't, like, criticize them too much But, like, the Ishimori Teton match was okay But it didn't really, like, click for me It was just kind of there Ishimori Skrull might be the worst New Japan match I've seen this year Honestly And, I mean, Mikey Nichols is in this company You know, so that's telling you something I mean, that was bad, bad Like, I would If you're listening, you haven't watched it Don't watch it and don't even watch it for like the curiosity factor Of like oh they're saying it's so bad Maybe no it's not like that kind of bad Where it's like oh I gotta see this It's a train wreck It's just not good Yeah I mean there, there were some Moments where it
0: looked like it could
1: have been Good The first like five minutes or six or seven minutes it, Everything was fine And I was like oh well, like, why are people complaining about this Because I was a little spoiled on it Yeah, and then And then I was like oh it's getting bad Oh it's getting really bad and, like, it was really bad before the botches started. Like, it was already bad. So, yeah, that's kind of it. But, you know, um, people have bad matches from time to time. It it, it was disappointing, though, but with the whole yeah, fact that it's Ishimori and Skrull. That
0: was probably one of the most disappointing matches for me. That was one I had circled. Me too. Um, I, I thought that would have been a really great match. I thought there was a lot of story to play on with uh, Skrull being the former Bullet Club Junior, they uh, Ace, into it and Ishimori being the new Bullet Club Junior. There was none of that. Like it was just a match, and then there was botches, and it was just it didn't click. And so, yeah, that was a big disappointment for me. I agree.
1: Um, so that's where we're at with Ishimori. Any final thoughts on him?
0: No, that's about it. Uh, so we're gonna move on to my dog, Takagi Shingo, the Dragon. Also three and 6 points.
1: Shingo's my dog too. I mean, you're going a little ham right nah, now. Nah,
0: man. I love me Shingo, man. This dude.
1: Yeah, bro. I love Shingo too.
0: No, nah, but I I, I love <laughs> Shingo.
1: <laughs>
0: this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> oh man, dude. So so
1: so now this podcast belongs to you, and and your love for Shingo, that's yours too. Like, yes. God. Like, <laughs>
0: oh man. I'm about to
1: quit the show. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. Shingo has been spectacular in this tournament man just freaking awesome like awesome awesome um let's talk about it shingo versus show night 1
0: yeah i mean we had a question here from reddit user uh kenny omega fan 1 he says what is the best match so far of the tournament night 1 shingo versus show so far best match of the tournament bro that's a Junior match of the year contender It's a strong style fight of the year Contender I agree Oh my gosh these guys are killing Each other I agree
1: um, Yeah I didn't expect I, I I was expecting To like this match and I was anticipating it But I, I felt like Maybe I was missing the boat where I wasn't Anticipating it quite as much as like I know Jeremy was more excited for it than I was Other people that our writers and commentators And fans on Twitter and stuff They all seemed to be more hyped for this match Than I was And I was like, it's gonna be good But uh, like, I just didn't see show at Shingo's level mm-hmm. Then the match happened And then something strange started happening to me man. I, I don't know what it was But I just got emotional about this match Like, I was plugged in and invested And they really Blew me away This felt like I was watching a G1 match during the Best of the Super yeah. Juniors
0: mm-hmm.
1: Totally different feel than uh, any match that I've seen in the past few years from from the Best of the Super Juniors This really blew me away um, There was a point where they they had already started to have a great match And it got to a point where Shingo started hitting show with pumping bombers And then what's his, uh not his finisher, but his uh, The Noshigami? Yeah, I never know what to call it. He hits him with the Ganoshigami and then he hit him with the pumping bomber. And I was like, he's going to put him. That's it. It's over, you know. Uh, normally that's not like his finish, but he'd already pumping bomber with this guy a bunch of times. And already mm-hmm. ki- he already kicked out of all of, uh, you know, Sho's finisher. So I was pretty much set like, oh, this is where the match ends. Mm-hmm. And then Show kicked out. And then show kept kicking out, kept kicking out. And then he came back, and then he started working the arm, and then they started going in. And I was like, oh my god, this this match is nowhere near over. Like, you get to that point where you feel like a match is really over, and then it's not, and then it gets
0: better, better and better. It just keeps going, yeah.
1: Do you know what this reminded me of in some ways? Hmm. It's maybe not the same match layout, but there's a lot of similarities this really reminded me of Brock Lesnar and CM Punk from Summerslam. Mm. Had a lot of similar yeah, vibes 2013. to it. Yes, yeah. I don't know why, but I just had a very similar feeling. This is the kind of wrestling that I like. It it really like drew me in. I was really biting. I got so behind show. Like Shingo is just a juggernaut and a monster. But I was like, come on, show! Like come <laughs> on, show! And show was getting so close so many times. Yeah.
0: Um and I love, you know, the arm work that show is doing, you know I loved it. The big part of the storyline for Show, um a lot of the hype videos they showed him doing his um Brazilian Jiu Jitsu training and how he was gonna incorporate more submissions this year and you know, right off the bat they played into that him working the arm, going for cross arm breakers, trying to weaken Um, You know, the arm is one of Shingo's strongest weapon With that pumping bomber lariat That's the other reason I liked it
1: Because he was weakening his weapon So it's great psychology Just like, you know, that's like what Andre did against Stan Hansen in 81 He started attacking the the lariat arm Mm -hmm. If I ever wrestle somebody that has a lariat I'm gonna, like, try to F up their arm Like, that's what you do
0: Yeah Uh, So yeah, working over the arm And just um, trying to get the advantage that way But, yeah, man, this match was excellent, incredible, tons of fire. These guys were just, man, just killing each other. It was awesome.
1: Now, let me tell you, I was so high on this match. Like, after I watched it, I was (laughs) like, I don't know what I'm rating it, but I'm really high on it. And my whole question was, am I five stars or not on it? I ended up, I'm four and three quarters. Like, I'm Uh, right there. I see you're a little lower. Why is that?
0: I'm four and a half. I mean, I could be... I was, I was in the middle, four and a half, 4.75. Uh, you know, I, I punched it in at 4.5 on grapple, but I, I could still be convinced to go 4.75. Trying to be a little bit conservative with the star ratings. Um, but, I mean, this, this match was incredible. I mean, I could go 4.75 on it. I think I kind of chickened out and went four and a half. I'll
1: tell you what, there's no other junior match this year that touches it in my book. Yeah. That's the one thing that's the one thing I've I've been thinking about when I watch it. Is like I can't think of another junior match in New Japan mm. that holds a candle to it unless maybe like that three-way but it was 8 minutes long, you know what I mean? You didn't
0: like Dragon Lee Ishimori from Dontaku?
1: Not as much as this. Mm. Not as much as this. Like not 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 as much. Yeah, this this blew me away. Um and and that was a great match too, but yeah, this was spectacular. Um, so obviously Shingo ends up picking up the win here. Um, we're gonna move on, but you know he grabs show at the end, grabs him by his bangs, yeah. and says something to his face. And I don't know if he was.
0: It was kind like, of. I got the uh, Undertaker Jeff Hardy kind of vibes after the ladder match.
1: I almost felt like like people could read into it and think he was paying him respect, but it almost felt like maybe he was being a dick and being like. I I told you so <laughs> why, why are you playing Like why are you playing with me kid Like yeah. I told you You're not ready And then it yeah. just takes off Like so it could have gone either way Yeah But um That was the biggest uh, challenge so far sh- For Shingo The next uh, On night three He took on Teton Three star affair It was fine
0: Yeah I got that one uh, Three and a quarter Good little match I mean
1: The, the thing that's good with Shingo Is you know he looks so dominant but the guys he's wrestling they get their moments you know yeah and so Teton had his moments but ultimately shingo uh goes through him but night five was a very interesting match um so shingo took on kanemaru and uh they were in a tag match the night previous which by the way shingo's tag partner throughout this entire tour is uh Naito Naito Why do I keep forgetting Naito? What's wrong with me? (laughs) Uh, He's teaming with Naito Can you imagine like a more like Dominant like New Japan tag team Than like Naito and Shingo With the belts on them Yeah man Um, I want to see those two guys take on the uh, Mega Aces (laughs) Oh my bro (laughs) I want to see them wrestle uh, the Golden Lovers Yeah And the Young Bucks Yes and the Usos,
0: <laughs> and LAX, the revival, yeah, and revival. Uh, but yeah, so like you were mentioning in that in the tag match beforehand, the night before, uh, Kanemaru hit um, Shingo in the knee of a chair uh, to soften the knee up for this match up here. Post match, yeah. So then going into this match up with Kanemaru. Uh, Kanemaru was working um, Shingo's leg, working the knee the whole match. And, you know, sometimes body part matches, then, like especially matches where they work the knee or leg, it, it can really drag or, you know, it kind of puts you out of disbelief when the guy's kind of running on the leg they worked on. But I thought they did a great job in this match, isolating the legs. Uh, Shingo did a great job selling the leg and it just made you actually get behind Shingo. You know, Shingo's usually a juggernaut, Destroying everybody, but you actually saw, you know, a crack in the shield, some weakness in Shingo, and you actually got some simpy on him. (laughs) Some simpy. Here's the
1: thing about Kanemaru. Um, We asked the question last week. Well, who could realistically get a win over Shingo? And there weren't too many guys, but you know what? Kanemaru is one of those guys Mm -hmm. who can realistically beat almost anybody in the tournament because we've seen him do it year after year. He's a guy that upsets people. He'll hit you with that Satori surprise, Satori special, and he'll pick up a one-two-three over you. You might be a champion. You might be undefeated. And he's not going to win the tournament. He's going to just take two points from you and and embarrass you and Mm -hmm. move on. And that's kind of Kanemaru's role. And, like, with people questioning, is Shingo going to lose? And with him coming in with a quote-unquote injury and him going up against one guy who believably could pick up the win and it be fine... It did cause a lot of doubt about the outcome of the match. So when and Shingo's selling here was incredible. Yeah, Kanemaru's healing it up was awesome, and this was way better than
0: expected. Yeah, you also had um, Tai Chi who was on commentary. Yeah, and he was trying to get involved also.
1: Yeah, the young lions had to come in and restrain <laughs> him, which yeah, was freaking awesome.
0: That was cool. You um, also had a great spot where um, Red Shoes is down and Shingo. He he gets the uh, bottle of whiskey. And does well,
1: well, before that, Kanemaru had a chair, and somehow Shingo ended up with it. So he goes to spray the Satori special. Oh wait, he did, but he'd already no. So
0: he blocks. He blocks Kanamaru's That's right. And then he gets the bottle and spits the whiskey in uh, Kanemaru's face. Yeah.
1: So that was I. I saw that <laughs> happening. I thought it was really, uh, really, really uh, creative. Uh, bottom line: Shingo's having you know a really good tournament so far, undefeated. Best match of the tournament. Another really great match with Kanemaru, who they've worked together quite a bit, uh, you know,
0: throughout the years. So that makes a lot of sense. And yeah, especially yeah, during their the tag feud, they've kind of worked together a lot too. So yeah, um, we had a question from Reddit user Mookie fifteen fifteen. He says, "Who, if anyone, is giving Shingo his first loss?" I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like I'm starting okay. So while we're on the subject, you know, I've said many times I didn't think Shingo's going undefeated. The only thing that makes me feel like maybe he won't go undefeated is how many times they on the commentary they're like, "Is he gonna go undefeated?" I'm like, "Yo, y'all, y'all are like, kind of telegraphing it a little too much." Yeah, that makes me feel like he might not actually go undefeated. But with him, we talked about it last week. It's kind of cheating, but. Ishimori is his final challenge on the last night. They're both at the top of the cards right now. If Shingo were to go into the final night 7 and 0 and Ishimori goes in there with you know 6 and 1, if he were to beat him then they would tie and then Ishimori would go on and get the tiebreaker. So there's could still be a scenario where there's quite a bit of drama between those two individuals on the right. final night and Takagi could, hypothetically, if he beats Ishimori, go undefeated. I'm starting to think that that is that is what's going to happen. I think that's what's
0: happening, man. Yeah, I, I'm all in. I'm all for it. Uh, we had a question. Also, Mookie also asked. He says, "Has anyone ever run undefeated through an entire Best of Super Junior?"
1: Yes, they have. So I was not. Uh, I think in, on past episodes we had similar questions, and I said I didn't think anybody had. Turns out it has occurred twice in the past. So in 2001, it was first accomplished by uh, Jushin, Thunder, Liger. He did it in a six-block tournament, though, so a lot less matches. He only had to beat five guys and then a final, so that's six matches total. Mm -hmm. And then in 2013, uh, Prince Devitt, also known now as Finn Balor, also accomplished this feat. He did it in an eight-man block tournament, so that means he had seven victories, went into the finals, won the final. Perfect 8-0 and o overall For the entire thing So if Shingo were to do it he would actually Be the third person to ever do it In this tournament but Not only would he be the third person but he would Have defeated what 10 guys total
0: right he would have done it In the biggest block ever Yeah yeah so So yeah I'm looking forward to seeing More Shingo in action this week Uh, Up next we have the current IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion Dragon Lee He has two wins, one loss He's at four points
1: Yeah, so um, We've been a little We talked about Ishimori and Dragon Lee already Uh, On night three, Dragon Lee was coming in With zero points Taking on Sho who also had zero points And we already had seen these two guys Have a match last year That was kind of like Sho's
0: breakout match Of his career
1: Yeah. And um this match was just incredible
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed this match I had this one at four and a quarter I agree uh, I thought it was the perfect blend of styles You had Dragon Lee's, you know, kind of high-flying lucha style Mixed with Show's kind of striking, grappling, submission-based style And I just thought they gelled perfectly A lot of drama um, into the matchup And um, Dragon Lee ends up getting the win, getting the two points And another near victory for uh, Show.
1: Yes, and we're going to talk about show here in just a minute. But, yeah, Dragon Lee, um, two nights in a row, very, very good matches. Night five, we wound up with uh, Dragon Lee defeating Jonathan Gresham, the octopus, in what was, again, another good match. Now, it's uh, we'll talk about that here in a second, but I do think it's interesting that Dragon Lee is still consistently having good matches.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But he doesn't seem to be performing to the kind of level that I'm used to out of him Especially in a Best of the Super Juniors And I do think, I think he's banged up, man Yeah,
0: dude, that Ishimori match at Don'taku was a banger They were doing some crazy stuff in that they match did, They
1: did some crazy junk, but yeah, like And he's been touring with New Japan for quite a while now Right,
0: yeah, he's been taking a break from a CMLL to, you know, fulfill <laughs> his role as the Junior Champion It's gotta be a grind
1: Yeah But I mean, like, yeah, he's having really good matches still but he just doesn't seem to be moving or have the kind of snap that I'm used to seeing from Dragon Lee And we're still early in this tournament And we've got a, a way more strenuous week coming up than last than this past week Yeah So I'm, I'm a little worried about Dragon Lee, honestly But overall,
0: he's having a great tournament What did you think about Lee and Gresham's? I enjoyed it uh, I had that one at 3.75 um, It was a little bit shorter than I expected it to be It went about 10 minutes um, but it was a very good match. Um, you know, I think it was a great showcase for Gresham, and just kind of showing his uh, all the, his kind of submission based wrestling and um, using his submission based style to kind of counter and ground Dragon Lee.
1: I really dug that match. Like, I was surprised. I mean, I they're both guys I like, mm-hmm. and I thought it could be a good match. But I was surprised at how much I ended up liking that match. Um, I like that Dragon Lee had to kind of like turn it into a fight. To right, yeah. overcome Gresham, so, mm-hmm. but Dragon Lee found a way, and so he's two and one at this point. Um, still doing very good in the tournament, but he needs somebody to get a win over Ishimori in order for him to, you know, have potential uh, going on. So uh, let's talk about the next man in this tournament, Marty, the villain Skrull, two and one. Um, We started out night one with what I would say was his best match of the tournament, Skrull versus Jonathan Gresham. Mm -hmm. Match I was really looking forward to. I don't think it lived up to some of the hype that people had expected, but um, it was better than, like, for
0: instance, like I know Rich was like, "Ah, I'll skip this match." It was was
1: pretty. It was a good (laughs) match. It was a
0: pretty good match. I got that one at three and a half stars. Um, And again, you know, it was one of those matches. It was like either like second or third, right? And so it didn't get a lot of time. Night one was a
1: was a really really great night of matches. Like yeah. We had this match, the Show and uh, Shingo match, and then also Dragon Lee versus uh, Ishimori in the main event. I mean, those were three. And then the undercard, the other two undercard match. Night one was just great already. Yeah. Round.
0: Night Night one was a great way to kick off the whole tournament.
1: But um, Skrull and Gresham had a really good match. Skrull ends up picking up the win there. Um, he's doing that. What's his new move called?
0: The uh, Black Plague. I don't like that move. You keep saying that, but I don't I don't see anything wrong with it, man. Let's, it looks like shit. It's just uh butter- no, it looks like shit. It looks I, terrible. I
1: thought you were a problem with it looks dangerous. No, it doesn't no, it's not that it's dangerous. It just doesn't look like he's doing anything that's gonna be good. He's just kinda like tossing them. It's like a toss.
0: Well, it's like an elevated uh a butterfly suplex in a way. Nah, because that's beautiful. Well that's not it's not he's not doing over the head, but he's he hooks a double underhooks, and then he kind of spins them out. He, like, swings and just, like, kind of tosses them, and it's up
1: to that guy to, like, turn over and take the back bump. Mm-hmm. It's not a I, – I liked what he was doing last year with the uh, the reverse suplex. Yeah. This looks – to to be honest, I think it looks really sloppy. Like, in in a world of really cool finishing moves, like, this to me – Oh, yeah, someone asked us, like, what they thought the, the worst move on of the tour is. I think this is the worst move of the tour. I hate it. I really hate it. I'd rather he just tap everybody out with freaking chicken wings.
0: Yeah, I, I do prefer the chicken wing over the uh, black plague, but I don't hate it as much as you do. I think I hate it. It's fine for a secondary finisher. I don't
1: even think like you. I, I think like that's the reason he's not world champion right now. He's got a crappy <laughs> finisher.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, night five, he had a match with uh, Tiger Mask, which was a fine little match, little three star affair. Uh, so I'm, yeah. gonna,
1: I'm gonna say this right now. Marty is the most disappointing wrestler in the entire block.
0: Yeah, I I, I firmly agree with that. And that. That hurts me, you know, being a Marty's girl fan. But
1: I I mean, we know what we're getting with Marty, and we said this last week. You never know what you're gonna get with Marty, especially when it comes to best of the super juniors. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you can get big match Marty where he turns it on and puts on a a five star classic, or you can get you know, I don't even know if the, I would call this lazy Marty. It's just like he just, his heart doesn't seem to be in it or something. Uh, I know we talked at length about the Ishimori match, but like the Tiger Mask match wasn't that great. And I felt like the Gresham match should have been better than it was.
0: And, it, and I, a lot of why that, re, that match was so good was Gresham and not really Marty. I feel like the Gresham Skrull match could have been better if they had more time. I think
1: it could have been better if they had more time, but I also think it could have been better if like Skrull came to work. It didn't feel like Skrull was like trying bro Like I don't think Skrull is working Very hard on this tour at all And for a guy that's as talented As he is He needs to be having better matches Yeah especially on this tour Like he's a guy that like they're pushing Him look he's got he's two and one but Like well I guess Tiger, Tiger Mask is too <laughs> But uh Yeah I mean I'm I'm just I am I think Marty's
0: For his aptitude is really Underperforming yeah so, like you mentioned, also at 2 and 1, uh, Tiger Mask, 4 points. Uh, Night 1, man, he had a nice little match with uh, Taka Michinoku, man. I liked that match. I liked it a lot. I mean, I have it at 3 stars, but that. See, I think what's. For star- how crappy we thought that match was going to be. Right. We're grading that on a curve. Yeah, you know, for like, star ratings, you got to think, like, yeah, it's 3 stars, but, like, the two got. It's Tiger Mask and Taka. Like, you're not expecting them to go out there and do some kind of banger, but. For their age and kind of what they've been producing the last few years I thought, man, I really enjoyed it They were moving really good A lot of, you know, cool counters uh, Tiger Mask hasn't been, like, great or anything
1: But he's been perfectly fine on this yeah. tour Perfectly competent uh, He actually has been trying kind of hard He's been doing a lot of, like, cool, like, little slick Like, knee, like rolling for knee bars and rolling mm-hmm. for ankle locks and a stuff A lot more
0: submission-based yeah. stuff, Yeah, yeah
1: uh, I, I also enjoyed his match with Kanemaru I did think it was interesting that he picked up uh, You know, two points in the beginning Just like last year uh, I didn't expect him to go on a little run again Just like that So mm-hmm. a little call back there But I thought the Kanemaru match was fine I think I like the Taka match a little better uh, And then, you know, going into night five Him and Marty, they had a fine match Everything's been about three stars With Tiger Mask Yeah, I
0: have all three of these matches rated at three stars I think for How, his age, for his age, his um, <clears throat> his um, athleticism right now, his kind of where he's at in his career. I think he's putting on a good little performance, and see, there's a difference there. in like Marty putting out a three star match and Tiger Mask putting out a three star, like yeah, I'm expecting Marty to be in the four star range. Tiger Mask, I'm expecting three stars. So. The, the thing though is that <clears throat> Tiger Mask is really working. Right, Tiger Mask is, like, is trying his hardest.
1: Marty's not really. It's not even that Marty's not having great matches. It's. I mean, you, you want a guy to have great matches, but you also want them to be, to, to like. For instance, we're going to talk about Jonathan Gresham here in a moment. I don't think he's having like great matches, but he's having really good performances, and he's really working hard, and he's been very impressive on the tour. And for when you compare when you compare that to a guy like Marty, who's kind of just getting by on his name value and his character. It's not the same thing. It's like, I'm I'm at the point where it's like I don't I could do without Marty even being in this tournament anymore. Like I I don't look forward to him being in it in 2020.
0: Well, I mean it's probably going to be his last tournament. It
1: probably that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to him not being in the tournament. If this is like, what we're going to get from him every year, like I
0: could do without it. Yeah. So like you mentioned, um, Jonathan Gresham, the Octopus, uh, one and two, two points. We talked about the Skrull match on night one um, On night three He had a nice little match with uh, Takamichi Noku It was a little submission kind of exchange um, Had that one at 275 um, It was fine for what it was I
1: think I liked it more than other people though I don't know why um, It didn't live up to some of the expectations That I think like Diehard like grappling enthusiasts had for it Yeah. But I still thought it
0: was good. I think Jonathan Gresham has been very impressive. dude Jonathan Gresham yeah he's he's come to play he's a, he's another guy who's trying to get him a contract.
1: and the funny thing is like I think that's one reason I'm kind of like with Caprice Coleman he's kind of like doing the Bobby Heen and Rick Flair thing where like he's really like because they're friends and mm-hmm. it's adding a lot to his matches the way he's calling those matches. so that's another thing that's really stuck out to me. um you know he he took a loss on the first night to Skrull Picked up two points against Taka As he should And then dropped a loss to Dragon Lee So he is kind of one of these guys That's like he's really performing well He's putting out good matches But he's probably there to lose to the top guys And kind of just be in the middle of the pack But I do see big things in his
0: future He seems to be getting over with the crowd too Yeah he does Yeah the crowds have been getting over it. They've been cheering him a lot And yeah man He's just, he's a great he's a great wrestler uh, he's really good. You know, some people might have vendettas against him because of who he dates, but <laughs> <laughs> you know he's been putting out you know great performances here.
1: Yeah, man. Yep, yep. I've been very impressed with Jonathan Gresham. Um, next up on the list, Teton. So night one, Teton uh, wrestled Kanemaru. He defeated him, picked up two point five stars. The next night, he lost to Shingo and then on night f- or that was night three then night five he uh, took a loss to Ishi Mori. So where are we feeling how are we feeling about Teton
0: honestly Teton he's just kind of there for me like he's just been fine like he hasn't done anything outstanding he hasn't had any performances that have spotlighted him uh, he hasn't been horrible either I mean he's just kind of been having these good little you know hey, I, average matches I
1: said it last week. They could have given me almost any other like luchador, and I would have been fine. Like they could have given us Mystico, could have given us Volador, they could have given us Silverado, Soberano, Soberano uh, Astuka Jr. Like literally <laughs> anybody, bro. Yeah. Uh, freaking give us give us Atlantis Jr. I don't care. <laughs> um, I don't know. Teton's fine. You know he's fine. Uh, I mean, I, clearly he's there to eat pitfalls Here's so. the weird thing: is like. You rated the Shingo and the Ishimori matches a little bit higher. But I think I liked the Kanemaru match as his best match. Mm. But I agree with your ratings, as weird as that sounds. Gotcha. I think sometimes, like, match ratings correlate more with, like, the amount of time guys get to work than anything else. And we mm-hmm. don't, like, pu- like acknowledge that. You know what I mean? Right. But I think, like, I enjoyed the Kanemaru match more than any of the other ones. I like the... The Shingo and the Ishimori match were a little bit longer, and I just they they like you said they were just there, and I was just like ah. So I don't know. Teton's there, like he's fine. If if I was giving a rating, I'd give him like a C, maybe even
0: like a C- minus. Yeah. So next up we have Show. Also one and two two points. Um, we already kind of gushed about the Shingo Show match from. Night 1 And Um, the
1: Dragon Lee Show match
0: Yeah Um, We had a question here From Senior Sombrero3k On Reddit He said I think we can Mostly agree that Show versus Takagi Has been one of the Best matches of the Tour so far If not the best The long build To the match And ultimately The execution of The match are perfect In my opinion And show the company Have a bright future Plan for show With that in mind When do you guys Think show Will get the singles Push or will The weak junior Tag division which, Which mostly consists Of three teams Swapping the titles back and forth at present, hold him back
1: Show is going to be the junior ace of this company within two
0: years I, I totally agree And we're, we're seeing the flashes of that in this tournament Dude, Show Show is the MVP he, of this yes, tournament Yes, he's the MVP of the A block right now he's, uh, the,
1: he's the MVP of the tournament, man He's the MVP of both blocks Like, he's yeah. the top guy
0: Yeah It's crazy uh, Yeah, and you know, um so I forgot who I somebody on Twitter I was talking about. And, you know, this is they're kind of they're new to New Japan, and they're like, man, Show has been. You know, I've been hearing about all these, you know, Shingos and Osprey and all these people, but like Show is the one guy that's like standing out to me the most. And to me too, man, I was like, she's killing it,
1: bro. Show's killing it. Every time I watch Show, I'm getting more and more invested. I've always we've always liked Show. We've always talked about him. We've always seen the potential, but it's like. His performances this year versus last year, they're even further. He's progressed so far. It's like incredible. Um, even the show and Taka match, which you didn't rate too highly, I thought was pretty good. I think show and that was the first time he picked up points in this match or in this uh tournament. Um, I ended up liking that show Taka match a lot, actually.
0: Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I have, I have a plug in at three and a quarter. I mean, I thought it was
1: good. Um, I we're gonna talk about talking in a minute, but uh shows just been so 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 good. When I see him wrestle, I just think to myself, this is the future. This is the future. He's the MVP of, of the tournament right now. Um he's he's
0: incredible, man. Um what do you think about the dark hair and the new music?
1: Oh yeah, so we didn't talk about that. So he debuted new music. He stole it straight from TJP.
0: Uh <laughs> I
1: I like the new music. I've heard other people say they think it's corny or they don't like it. I I say screw you. It's awesome. You don't know. You have bad taste and you can't read good. Uh <laughs> now I'm just playing. But in all honesty, I really like that music. Um I mean, he he's wearing the same, you know, Owen Hart inspired gear that he wore last year. Yeah. Uh he looks like the third member of Heavy Machinery. <laughs> but um yeah, I, I mean it's interesting. He he dyed his hair black, and Yo dyed his hair blonde. So it's like a a role reversal. I think it's been fine either way. I mean it, that doesn't really do too much for me, but I think the fact that he has his own music and has a different look in this tournament uh, kind of speaks to them, like kind of giving him a bit a bit more leeway and a, like a singles push in this tournament. I just like again, I can't say it enough. Like I've been very 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 impressed with Show. He's he's the MVP right now.
0: Yeah. So now we work our way down to the bottom of the block um, With zero points, zero win, three losses The heel master, Yoshinobu Kanemaru So we kind of talked about the Teton match The Tiger Mask match, the Shingo match already Any other thoughts on Kanemaru?
1: Kanamaru's having a good tournament, man
0: He is He's having a really good
1: tournament Both, we can just lump them together since we've talked about all these matches. Taka and uh, Kanemaru are two guys that I think our excitement levels when we discussed them last week were very low. Mm -hmm. I am very impressed with both of these guys. They are well overperforming what I thought that they would, especially Taka Michinoku. I think Takamichi Noku, this is the best I've seen Takamichi no, Noku look in years.
0: Yeah, I mean, but, re, you know, in New Japan, we'll see him. He's either managing Sabre or he's doing a Suzuki-gun multi-man. But and... e-
1: even beyond that, like, his past, like, uh, Super Junior runs, mm-hmm. this is better than a lot of that. Like, he's been very reinvigorated. He's been borrowing a—I mean, he's always been a great mat wrestler, but he's been borrowing a lot from, like, Zack uh, Sabre-inspired, like, offense. Mm-hmm. Um him and Kanemaru have been great foils. I thought I I have liked both these guys like a lot a lot. And I'm usually not someone who even likes the Suzuki Goon Juniors that much. Right. That's not really my thing. Um, but they both guys, even though they've got zero points, they've been so good in this tournament in, in a utility role. Like I, I've been very impressed. Very yeah, impressed. Yeah,
0: but yeah, really impressed with both these guys. And I'm actually like, looking forward. to uh, seeing what else they're going to produce in this tournament.
1: I can't wait till they fight each other.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. it's right. Event- funny. Yeah, it do. Yeah, that's going to be hilarious. <laughs> talk about. Yeah, they're going to try to out cheat each other. It's going to be hilarious.
1: So before we move on, final thoughts on the A block. Um, we're going to talk about the B block here in a second, but the A block is kicking B block's ass, and I didn't
0: expect that. Yeah, you know, normally the B block um, in these block tournaments is a block that gets loaded up and ends up being the better block, but yeah, A block man. Has been outperforming the B block and have been having the better nights.
1: Cause even there's certain guys that you know are gonna have great matches, and then there's other guys you're like, well, they'll, they'll kind of just be there. But like some of those guys that we kind of like, maybe, uh, or maybe it was just me, I don't know, but maybe we didn't, um, we underestimated them, you know? Yeah. Cause they're they're performing really well, and like this is this tour has been really, especially the A block. The A block nights have been really good.
0: Yeah. Alright, so uh, let's move on to the B block now So we're going to start at the top of the leaderboard El Phantasmo, EL, ELP 3 wins, 0 losses, undefeated He has 6 points uh, We had a question here from Reddit user Asai Jimbo. He says, what's your take on the buildup For El Phantasmo's New Japan debut And participation in Best of the Super Junior 26 Versus the lack thereof for Robbie Eagles going into the super, the junior tag league last year. Why do you think New Japan handled them both wrestlers so differently?
1: Well, um a couple things. Um I think part of it could be the fact that Fantasmo has a lot of backing from management over in Europe versus Robbie kind of coming from the, you know, the Australian scene which even though it's like burgeoning, it's not Seen in the same kind of light or with the same kind of respect that you know it is to be have worked over in the UK, especially Mm -hmm. with how hot the UK scene is, and over the past few years, that sort of thing. But I think the other thing is look and charisma probably have a lot to do with it.
0: Yeah, this guy, ELP man, he oozes charisma, he comes out, he looks like a star, acts like a star. Um, he's been doing great character work, being a great heel. Uh, you know, yeah, this guy just comes off as a star, and he just comes off more of a star than Robbie Eagles. Now I will say this, and we'll talk about Eagles in a second. Yeah, I do think in ring Eagles um, is better. It's better in ring than him.
1: He's he's not just a little bit better. I think he's a lot better than phantasmo What. We both admitted that we weren't very familiar with Phantasmo and I'm not I'm still gonna give him the benefit of the doubt, but what I I'm feeling like from watching these matches, if you want my honest opinion about El Phantasmo, I think he's a guy who's athletic and who can pull out a couple like cool spots and the first time you see them you're pretty impressed. But he's basically Tom McGee. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> no, I'm, okay, that's 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 being a little harsh, but um what I mean by that is like as far as like Match structure mm-hmm. and psychology and all that, I think he is very lacking. I really do, yeah.
0: But uh, you know what? Part of it too, I think he's gonna be one of these guys that kind of doesn't go all out in like a mid card type of match. I think the real test for him is gonna be this week. He has a main event in Cork and Hall, with Will Ospreay. Um, once he starts getting in the main event, semi mains, and getting some more time, that's gonna be the real test to see what exactly he can do because. Most we'll we'll of,
1: see. We'll see with
0: yeah. that. Yeah. So most of these matches that he's had here have been um, you know, either mid card or the first or second matches. Dude,
1: him and Bandito should have been a banger and it was just okay. And there was a lot of botches and some like kind of, it, I was disappointed by that. The bougie match was kind of just a schmoz They were choking each other with their shirts a lot, doing a lot of like bull crap. I don't really like the El Phantasmo heel stuff he's doing. Um I get why they're doing it. I'll say this. watching Fantas- And I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but like watching Phantasma, watching Robbie Eagles, um, they're both fine, and I'm glad they're in New Japan. But I, I'm i sitting there, and I'm like, this is not the Bullet Club.
0: <laughs> like, like, when I watch
1: them, I don't – when I watch Ishimori, I think Ishimori's Bullet Club. When yeah. I watch those guys, I'm like – it's like they're playing – it's like some guys that just put on some – they remind me of all those dudes that like joined the NWO at the end, and you're like, "Why is Vincent in the NWO? <laughs> you know, why is Stevie yeah. Ray in the NWO? Like,
0: yeah, they they put the shirt on.
1: Yeah, yeah. Why is Ray Trailer in the NWO? <laughs> like, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm kind of not like vibing with that. phantasma is at the top of the block, but I have been, I would say, less than impressed
0: <clears throat> with him. Yeah, I mean, I think he's been. He's been good He hasn't been great yet But they're pushing him Like he's great Right
1: They're pushing him Like he is
0: already So the uh, The Bandito match I got that one At three and a half I have the Bushi match Three and a half Um, And then I have The Eagles match On night six At three and a quarter I was lower I was like lower in every single one Of those matches Mm yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think the stuff that he's been doing, like, a lot of his big spots are good. and I- His spots are good, but, like, his the, the matches themselves, I
1: couldn't tell you what his matches are about, man. I couldn't tell you. Except for, like, he's going to run up and, like, step on somebody's dick at some point in the match. <laughs> and that's, like, about it. And he's going to do some flippy shit. But, like, I don't get phantasma You know how, like, people, like, like fed fence squatters don't be liking Wrestlers like I don't get them. I don't know what their characters. is that's
0: that's a, that's the the uh, that man Man. Goddamn, pal! I don't get them. I don't I don't understand them. <laughs> I don't I don't get I don't get El Fantasma,
1: bro. I just don't. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh um, man. Uh, we had a question from Reddit user Control Alt Wrist. He says, "Help the junior tag division out, guys. What would be your tag teams for Seki Gun and Bullet Club?" Um so for Bullet Club, I really like the tag match that ELP and Ishimori had against Ben or against uh, Dragon Lee and Will Ospreay. So I would be, I mean, they came off working better than Ishimori and Eagles did. So I would go with either um, ELP and Ishimori or I'd go ELP and Eagles just based on the chemistry that they had. Facing each other, I think they would end up being a great tag team
1: Yeah, I would keep Phantasmo and Eagles Together, they've been cutting some really great promos That's the one thing I will say They've been cutting some really funny promos uh, In the back, and you know Ishimori's the junior ace, I don't want him To be, you know For for the Bullet Club, I don't want him to be Tied up in the tag team, give that to Phantasmo and Eagles uh, Now for Gun, Who is part of that <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess Are there any juniors? I mean, Tiger, Liger Liger and Tiger Mask And Taguchi Yeah And who else? That's it All the other juniors are in factions, right?
1: Pretty much Unless you count Young Lions
0: Yeah Uh, Yeah, I
1: mean, you set us up for failure, man
0: (laughs) I mean, everybody's either in Chaos or um, Suzuki-Goon or LIJ (laughs)
1: I mean, unless you count, like, the foreigners that come in for these, like, one shots, like a Jonathan Gresham or something like that, or a Dragon Lee, which I kind of don't, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't count them.
1: Man, just give us us Tiger Mask and and, and (laughs) Liger. Liger. Let's call it a day. We don't need to help out the junior division. They already got their tag teams. (laughs) They good. So anything else on ELP? I hope he gets better, man. I hope he gets better, because I'm not digging this. Dude, this week's going to be the test in Quarkin'. The one thing I will say, I he has a good look. He does yeah. have a lot of charisma. I get, I get
0: um, Prince David
1: vibes from him. I wouldn't go that far. But he's getting over. So I understand why they're doing what they're doing, but I think he's kind of shit in the ring. I wouldn't
0: go that far. I would. He's not very good, man. Mm. He's not. Uh, no, I wouldn't say shit, but... There's definitely some. He's stuff. not good. I would say he's good. No, I would, but we—he's not. We haven't seen greatness. I yet. gotta see
1: more, but like I'm not even saying he's not great. I'm saying he's not very good, man. Mm.
0: Like, and I don't come out here and say that very often. Yeah, well, I guess we'll have to figure out. We'll see what he produces the rest of this week. Um, so next up, also three and zero with six points, the aerial assassin Will Osprey.
1: Yep. So as expected, Osprey is. The MVP of the B block mm-hmm. um, You know I know I said Show was the MVP of the Of the entire tournament But I mean you can make the same argument for Will Ospreay He's been excellent uh, Really 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 good um, Night 2 He defeated Bushi Night 4 he defeated Rocky Romero Night 6 he defeated Yo And I thought that all these matches Were very good
0: yeah, you know, night two with Bushi, they were playing up on the story from last year's tournament where Bushi got a surprise win over him, and yeah. kind of teasing that Bushi would beat him again. Well, Osprey was over the overcome that obstacle and beat Bushi in a pretty good match. I got that one at three point seven five. Which, by the way, you know, Bushi never got
1: a title shot off that at all. Like it didn't. It, it, led, <laughs> it led to nothing for yeah, him.
0: Yeah, geek. Uh, dude, night four, Osprey versus Rocky Romero, our good friend Rocky Romero. Dude, we were kind of doubting, you know, Rocky's output for this tournament, and who are
1: you to doubt, <laughs> Rocky Romero. Azuka,
0: Romero? These guys killed it, man! In the semi-main of night four, I got that at four and a quarter.
1: That's my yeah, it's my second favorite match of the tournament so far.
0: Yeah, um, we had a question here from Reddit user control Control Alt wrist It says there have been some criticisms that it shouldn't take. Top guy like Osprey 25 plus Minutes to beat Rocky Romero What's your take on this would you rather see clear Picking order in a good match or A great match
1: Have you not listened to The commentary of The great Lanny Poffo He's, (laughs) He's told us How great this man Rocky Romero is But apparently
0: nobody was listening Nobody has the speed of a Rocky Romero Nobody has a stamina on my Rocky Romero. <laughs> yeah, like like we
1: should have listened. Like everyone everyone was talking crap about how bad Lanny Pafa was, but he was out here telling the truth. He, he had the vision. He was a Rocky Romero truther. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: Rocky Defense Squad. Yeah, Rocky Defense
1: <laughs> <laughs> The Rocky Defense Squad. Um yeah, man. This this match was just it was really, really good.
0: Yeah. Um I don't, have, I don't have a problem with him going 25 minutes with Rocky, because I think you are Still establishing the pecking order With who's winning the match Obviously, Osprey won, so The pecking order is still very Clear who's ahead of who uh, But I, li- I like the fact that You have a good competitive match It shows you why Rocky's in this tournament In the first place
1: I mean, what kind of match was it? It was a face versus face match It was a technical style Wrestling match it was very, very like methodical and slow built and slow. You know, it wasn't a war where, like, Osprey was out here hitting him with hidden blades and shit. You know, what I'm right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it wasn't like bombs away. Like, towards the end, like the last five minutes, yeah, you got a lot of that stuff. But the 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 whole build, for the first like eighteen minutes of the match, wasn't like that. Um, it was like a. It was like what you would expect from a, classic. Face versus face, respectful sort of like grappling contest. It didn't tell me; it didn't make it seem to me like Osprey was getting outclassed or Romero was out of his element or something. It was very clear what we were seeing there. Um, And also, Osprey's working mostly what main events almost every night or semi main events. He's worked, I think, all semi main so far. Okay, but I mean, he's getting a lot of time in his matches.
0: Yeah, yeah. We mentioned this match went twenty five minutes forty five seconds. I mean the crowd was they were so bought into Rocky Romero and any near fall that he had over Osprey, they were digging it, they were into it.
1: Rocky was excellent. And that's the other thing too. Rocky was getting like desperation upset sort of near falls. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like they were slick and 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 tricky, you know, from a wily vet who mm. was who was trying to utilize the the um element of surprise and and utilize that unexpectedness in a uh, match like that to pick up a big victory and people were bought in on it it didn't tell me like that rocky belonged in the same class as him i mean i don't know i feel like here's the thing should bret hart have gone you know all that time with one two three kid on monday night raw probably not You know what I'm saying? Right But he was a fighting champion Like that's the kind of guy That like Will Ospreay Comes off to me And like he elevates guys In matches Instead of like Demotes them You know Mm -hmm. Ospreay's not gonna come out here And demolish anybody In these Best super junior matches It's just not the kind of guy That he Like that's not what he's very He's
0: very generous Yeah Ospreay's the first guy That will be You know Volunteer to put someone over
1: He's very generous Unless you're like Hey (laughs) if you wanna do a drop For the podcast (laughs) Then then maybe
0: not so much
1: But uh (laughs) Yeah, I I think that it's clear in the pecking order that Osprey is not losing <laughs> in this tournament. He might lose like two two matches at the most. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Um and I thought that this was fine. I I there was at no point where I was watching it and I was like this is stupid. Why is Rocky going I mean, guys, like Rocky Romero is um like I understand at this point he's like not in the same place as he was when he was in like you know, uh Rapongi vice and, you know, all all his earlier runs and that sort of thing. But still, I mean, Rocky still can go and it's still best super juniors and it's still a semi main event. Like I
0: Yeah, I mean the commentary told a great story, you know, about yeah. Rocky, you know, training for this tournament and just how he wants to prove that he can, he he can still, still wrestle, go. yeah. And then um night six, the match with Yo. Mm-hmm. Another great match I had that one at four and a quarter also that uh, was
1: really good, too, and Osprey, we've complained a lot in the past about first, it was like he he couldn't sell. he wasn't selling at all, and then it was like, uh well he now he sells all the time, but he whines and he, then it, that
0: screaming and yeah. then
1: and then it turned into screaming. Now he's kind of settled into this place where he doesn't do that so much, but his selling is getting really good,
0: yeah. Like really good Yo was working the leg uh, majority of this match up here A lot of chop blocks, figure fours Trying to slow down the aerial assassin And Osprey did an excellent job This is another situation where They had a great uh, body part leg match Osprey did a great job Selling the leg Not doing anything too unbelievable
1: Uh, There was some parts where it was a little bit That was the one thing with that match That I think did bring it down he did do, you're right, he did a good job Selling the leg, but like he'd come down and like uh, I don't know, there's just some stuff that, Like he did too much on it, I think yeah. But that's the only thing with it uh,
0: But yeah, I thought it was it was a great match And I thought it was a great showcase for Yo This match was designed to get Yo over
1: The near submission spots were like incredible Yeah, incredible Yeah, Yo's been having a great tournament Ospreys the the clear head and shoulders guy in this block right now and I mean, yeah, he's killing it.
0: Yeah. So anything else on Osprey? It
1: looks like we're heading to a an eventual Osprey Phantasmo clash. What is that
0: this week? May twenty second, yep. Main event of Corkin.
1: It's gonna be a big one. It's a, that is a big one. Like that might actually be the one of the determinants of who wins this tournament. So yeah. that's a big one. Um, Let's talk about the next guy Who is also undefeated And at the top of the mother effing block The coach Ryazuki Taguchi
0: Yes, Taguchi Undefeated (laughs) Six points Uh, Has been the main event I told you I told
1: you I told you, I told you, all y'all listening, trying to be like, oh, Josh back on his bullshit. Listen, (laughs) nah, man. I'm telling you, Taguchi is going to get, like, at least 10 or 12 points in this tournament. He's already got six. You're right. I know.
0: Are you happy? It's not even
1: about me being happy. (laughs) It's just like... Everyone's like, "No, this dude's not gonna perform Blah, 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 blah And it's like, he's, he's in the finals on the final night Against Will Ospreay, come on
0: Yeah, so let's talk about his performances here So, night two He took on Yo Night four, he took on uh, Doki, and night six, he took on Bushi
1: Okay, so the first night, him and Yo Had a banger
0: Yeah, I had that one at uh, four stars Really good match um, But then night
1: four and night six were kind of Well, night four was really bad that match with Doki was bad, yeah. and then the match with Bushi was just fine. It was whatever, it was right. like a
0: three star fair Yeah, dude, I don't know what they were thinking on night four. So obviously, the original slated main event was Taguchi and Desperado. With that, you see, okay, we, we lost Desperado. We got we got Doki now. Like, t- what what universe is Taguchi versus Doki sound like a great main event?
1: Yeah, they they literally just slotted the replacement guys in
0: the exact in the exact same spot. Like, oh it was like, ah, oh, let me just erase, change the name, everything is good now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't switch it around. Like, they didn't switch the order. Like, yeah, I would have been like, oh well, I'm putting Osprey Romero in the main event nah, that night. They didn't do that. Nah, yeah. not not changing the card. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, Doki and Taguchi That was bad that, Yeah, I was not I was antsy for that one to be finished
1: Yeah, that was bad And then the Taguchi-Bushi match was just fine We'll talk about Bushi fine. I
0: mean, it was a lot of uh, shenanigans <laughs> Bushi was working over the ass A lot mm-hmm. of attacks on uh, Teguchi's ass with um, atomic drops and kicks and stuff like that. Teguchi
1: and... has been saying really ridiculous things in his post match. Yes, interviews yeah. and stuff. <laughs> oh. At one point, he was like, "He sprayed it all over my face. Oh my god, it's all over me." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's talking about the mist, but I'm like, "What the heck's wrong with this dude?" Yeah, dude, this is a...
0: I mean, it's a clown, it's a pervert, bro. Yeah,
1: but uh, yeah, so Teguchi is three and zero. Six points. He's got a commanding lead in this tournament, and he is on a collision course with Will Osprey.
0: Yeah. Uh, anything else on Taguchi? He's going to the fi-
1: he's going to the semis. That's what's happening. It's going to come down to him, Osprey, and Fantasmo mm-hmm. I am a little surprised that all the guys that we think are going to be near the finals, though are all in the lead already and a lot of times I'm used to seeing stuff where some of these guys take losses early mm-hmm. and then work their way back but they haven't done that yet so we are still in for some sort of yeah well, we got we haven't cool. gotten any like real upsets when it comes to the mega Guys, yet the, right. the the biggest upset might be Ishimori beating
0: Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee, really and it's not really it's not really that much of an upset. But I mean, we got a lot more nights left, so lot. There, there's plenty of time for upsets and guys having to work their way back from. Uh, I'm just a used loss. To, I'm
1: just used to some of it happening in the beginning, but we're like firmly in place to be like, oh, this is exactly what I predicted. Nah, chief, we're getting some upsets pretty soon. It's coming.
0: Yeah. So next up, we got the sniper of the skies, Robbie Eagles. He has two wins, one loss, four points. Uh, what are your thoughts on Mister Eagles? Robbie's been good. He hasn't been great.
1: He's been about what I've always thought of Robbie Eagles. He hasn't shown me anything yet, in the, like he's got like like I'm someone who needs to show. Yeah, uh, ha- I don't think he's shown us anything yet that really like has blown us away.
0: Mm-hmm. But He's good I've enjoyed him a lot better in this tournament Than I had the Super Junior Tag League
1: I would agree with that But not by much yet
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I literally have All three of his matches rated at Three and a quarter um, all, right, right, and I would agree with that All good little matches um, You know, night two he took on uh, Rocky Romero In um, a good little match, uh, night four He took on Narita And actually that was a nice little match with uh, Narita Yeah And then uh, night six He took on ELP uh, Which we kind of already talked about Uh, Anything else I mean Nothing really too much to say about Eagles I mean he's just He's been plugging away Having good little matches
1: he's, He's in this tournament He's here I don't think he stands out But I don't think he's bad I think that he does come off like I said last week as the the C League or like the third string junior guy in the Bullet Club, and I was mm-hmm. hoping he would do a little bit more to kind of differentiate himself. I can't criticize him too much because it's not like he's been working a lot of main events or anything like that. Right. Um, so I think there's still time for us to see what he ha- has to offer. Right. But you know, Robbie doesn't isn't doesn't ooze charisma or character. You know what I mean? Like he's just kind of like. A flippy like he's like every indie guy you've ever seen except he wears bandanas.
0: <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Um so yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think the the Osprey match, I think that's the one to look out for coming up. I think that's going to be the one that kind of um uh, helps him break out in this that, tournament. That's
1: true, but here's my one criticism about that. We keep saying that about guys like Fantasmo and Robbie Eagles and it's like we're waiting for them to work with the one guy. Who's maybe a, not even maybe who's a top five worker in the world and can make anybody look better than they really are, you know what I mean? Yeah, what, when what about when he when they fight yo, or what about when they fight Bandito, or what about when they fight Taguchi? Because those are like the real tests, you know what I mean? Yeah, anybody can go out there and bro, Will Ospreay doesn't know how to have less than a four star singles match, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he just doesn't do that like anymore. He last year every like every night in every company all year he was just going around having forced he's like Will Osprey is the modern day Ric Flair he's got it he's got like I'm not saying that he's formulaic but like mm-hmm. this man can't have bad matches like <laughs> like he you know what I mean so it's like if we're all waiting for Robbie Eagles to have a great match because he's gonna wrestle Will Osprey it's like well that's kind of bull crap like I want to see what him and you know Rocky Romero do or whatever. You know, We've seen some of these matches already but
0: yeah. I, I, we, we saw him and Romero, but whatever um, But you see what I'm saying? Yeah, but I, I do feel like Cork and Hall is a different feel And like I think this week, especially I think these shows are going to be a big test For these guys
1: I agree, but it's like if we're depending on them to have the one great match That they've had in the past with Will Ospreay But just on Japanese soil In front of these fans That's fine, and that might do a lot for them and That's great, but it doesn't tell me Anything because Will Osprey can have a match like that with any of these guys,
0: yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I bet you Will Osprey and Doki will, will end up being fired, <laughs> and <laughs> we'll be and we'll be like, Doki's better than we thought he was. <laughs> no man, he's fighting Will Osprey. It doesn't tell me anything.
0: <laughs> oh man, we'll, we'll get to Doki in, in a few minutes. But up next we have uh, one half of the IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions, one half of Rapungi Three K. Yo, Wanna win. Two losses Uh, Night 2 he lost to uh, To Gucci in a very good match Then uh, night 4 He lost to uh, Bandito Night 6 he lost to Ospreay Uh, So what have you been thinking About Yo I think that Yo
1: Is having one of the best tournaments Of anybody in the tournament I would say he is behind Only Will Ospreay In the B block when it comes to performance And it's kind of an unsung thing because he's had two losses And he's had very good matches But they're not classics, kind of like the Shoshingo Mm -hmm. But I mean, everything's been around four stars the whole time for him Every match has been really good He's having a better tournament than he did last year And last year was a good tournament
0: Yeah, um, you know, I was actually kind of surprised that he got the win on Bandito Uh, I wasn't, I don't think that they're going to push Bandito Like... I don't
1: think that's what he's here to do. I think he's here to be, like, one of those CMLL guys. I think we said that last week.
0: Right. But I don't. Know, I just thought that if Bandito was going to beat anybody in this block, I feel like Yo would have been one of the guys. Bandito's for- going to beat guys. Yeah. I just figured Yo would be one of those guys that he would, he would beat.
1: Nah, man. I think I think that Yo's going to get pushed to the same. Last year, if you remember, Yo and Show had the same uh, point totals. Yeah. And it was interesting to note, you know, they did uh, – you know, all that work over on Voices of Wrestling And they they noted how that They had both taken equal amount of Pinfalls and losses during In tag team matches throughout the year I think New Japan is, at this point Not ready to break either one of them Off from each other, so they book them pretty even And I think it's no wonder That they have the exact same point total Going into, you know, after six nights mm-hmm. So... I'm not surprised That he would beat A bandito Because if you put Show against bandito I think show wins That as well Gotcha And I feel That's how I feel About yo Um I think yo Has to beat people So that he can have A similar point total To show
0: Yeah but overall I think yo's been Putting out A great performance We talked about The Taguchi match That was great That was very great Four stars Uh, The bandito match I got that at 3.75 Um Then we talked about The Osprey match Which was four and a quarter Um they're doing a lot to highlight Yo here in the B block, and um, you know he like you mentioned right under Osprey man, he, he's shining.
1: Yo and Osprey are the two are having the two best uh, tournament performances so far in the B block. Yeah. So yeah, real good. Uh, let's talk about next up Bandito, the guy that we were most excited about in the entire B block. He's sitting at two points, one and two. He had a match with uh, El Phantasmo the first night. He lost. He had a night. Four match with yo he took a loss There and then he picked up his first Two points on night six uh, Defeating dookie or Dokey.
0: Yeah and You know what man so far I gotta say I have Not been thrilled with banditos Performance in the tournament um, You know like you Mentioned we were most excited about this guy in the b block I was expecting Four star plus matches from Him All three nights and we didn't really quite Get that and he really hasn't you know Done anything Super impressive or really He hasn't really shined in this tournament
1: A lot of what I've seen from Bandito has been tag Matches I haven't watched a lot of Bandito Have singles matches since I've been A fan of him if I'm being totally honest Mm -hmm. Uh, I've seen some impressive Stuff in Ring of Honor and I've actually I should take that back I've seen some of his stuff In PWG so but for whatever reason, it seems like he hasn't really gotten his bearings here in Japan just yet. Yeah. Um. For the amount of hype that has been behind him to to come into this tournament, it's been surprising, like how underperforming he's been so far. Um. I'm not ready to throw in the book. Like I'm not gonna give him like the same kind of treatment I'm giving phantasma because I know how good Bandito actually is. Yeah. But um. I mean, like, he's not having as good of a tournament as, say, Flip Gordon had last year. And I think he's way better than Flip.
0: Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of his tournament plays out. Uh, Night 2, he lost to ELP. Um, Talked about that already. He had that 3.5. Night 4, he lost to Yo. Had that 3.75. The the Yo match
1: was good. Yeah. The Yo match was good. Um, And then the one thing we can say, him and Doki had... Probably what's Doki's best yeah, match. Yeah, he gave Doki so his
0: best match. I had that at three and a quarter, um, and yeah, that looked really good. I guess uh, I think they had uh, they were familiar with each other from Mexican Indies. Yes, that's um, correct. And so yeah, they were able. to I think they have a training background together as well. Gotcha. So that makes a little bit of sense. Uh, so yeah, so they were they were able to work well together and end up having um, a little uh, good match there on night six.
1: But you know, I expected like Bandito to be the the guy in this block. I really did. So did I. Yeah, and it hasn't panned out that way so far. So, um, kind of surprised by that. Um, next guy, the infamous
0: Doki. Yeah, one win, two losses at two points. Man, you know, I saw Doki, saw his look, saw some of his promos. I was like, you know what? He he looks pretty cool. Kind of digging the whole character Digging, you know, being a suzuki goon, Hitman kind of thing And, you know it's, I think the guy stinks, man
1: I don't I don't think he stinks I don't like Doki But I don't
0: think he stinks I think he's just An, an average old indie guy Like, you know I agree This is not a guy that should be in the best Every year tournament
1: Um yeah I, I Would kind of agree with that well I don't Totally agree with it here's the thing Um you know throughout All of history and time These Tournaments always need to have somebody that You can kind of like take it easy on and kind of Have an easy off night Um I think what Doki's like role Here is to kind of facilitate Sort of like what Taka Or Kanemaru or even Despi kind of feel Like being that grimy Cheating heel Sort of like a Fale spot Not giving praise to Fale And that's not even a good comparison Obviously because we've had our fair share of criticism Against Fale But in a big grueling tournament like this You kind of want to have a guy that people can have an off night with So that they're not just dead You know what I mean? Right. Not saying that we want that but management Right. We kind of know what Doki's role is here And what kind of guy he is Here's what I'll say about Doki before I saw Doki, all I heard was people talk about how awful he was. Like, they were acting – like, the way that people were talking was like, he's botching, he's fucking up every match, he, like, literally sucks. And then I came in and I watched him re- – and so I, I thought, like, oh, this guy must be abysmal. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like – I won't say any names, but, like, there's some wrestlers that are like, oh, wow, they, they really can't work. Like, this is bad. I watched him in Narita. I wasn't impressed. I didn't like the match. I thought it was kind of boring. But it wasn't bad. Like in the sense of like the way people are acting about Doki, they're acting like he can't wrestle. He can wrestle, he's
0: just not an exciting wrestler. Right. He just I don't think he's up to New Japan standard.
1: Well, that might be true. The one thing though is he did have that he, he had a better match with Bandito. And I feel like part of it just is, like, this guy's been on, like, the Mexican indie scene literally for, like, all these years and, like, might not be as familiar with working this style. It does – I do feel like he's getting night after night a little bit more acclimated to it. That's not me saying that he should be here or whatever, but I just kind of, like – I kind of see see it for what it is. Like, he was a late replacement and he's kind of getting his feet wet. I'm not going to bury him the way everybody else is because – I don't think he's as bad as everyone's saying he is. I just think he's not good. You know what I
0: mean? Right. I just don't, I honestly just don't think he, had, he has any place in this tournament. I get it was a last-minute replacement. That's who they had to get. But, ah. Uh.
1: Man, you would have hated some of those old champion carnivals, man. <laughs> like, th- I don't know. I always feel like there's a spot for, like, a not-so-great right. wrestler. But he
0: he wasn't, you know, they didn't have that sl- slated right. in this block before, though. Right.
1: No, you're absolutely right. Who did he replace? Desperado. Desperado. Yeah, and that Desperado is going to have a great tournament. Yeah, So things changed quite a bit. Um I mean again, I don't think Doki's like a great wrestler or anything. I just think he's just working like a really boring
0: style. Yeah. And it, <clears throat> if you're cherry picking, I think all of his matches are skippable. They
1: they've all been skippable. You, yeah. you you don't have to watch Doki at all. Um n- n- not mm. whatsoever. My whole thing is people are acting like he's I don't want to say he's like he is bad. Like, don't get me wrong, he is bad in the sense of like he's not doing anything worth watching, right? He's boring, Mm -hmm. but people are overblowing it and acting like he can't wrestle. Mm -hmm. I'm like, he can wrestle, he's just not a good wrestler, right?
0: I mean, he's somebody, well, he's just
1: not exciting, right? He's fine, like, he's a fine, like, he's like an old school, like, beat him up, cheat a lot. Boring kind of wrestler, guy. right?
0: I mean, that's somebody I expect to see at a local indie show, right? But not he, in the best super junior, but he's
1: competent. Is right. the my, that's my whole thing is people are acting like he's not competent, and I'm like, well, he is competent. He's doing exactly what he wants to do, right? We just don't like it. Right. That's the difference, right? Yeah, but people are acting like he, like the way people were talking beforehand was like he is incapable. I don't even know if it's that he's not capable. I think he might just not be wanting to do. All that shit, you know, I don't know
0: Well, we'll see, we have Several more nights Of Doki matches so. I do agree, him and Taguchi
1: should never have been a main event That yeah. was a bad call Yeah
0: Like, seriously, like, come
1: on Gato Like, I think the, the thing that really Threw me off though, is everyone was I heard some people really bearing the Narita match And I was like, I mean it was fine It was just whatever, it was just a normal match you know. It was
0: fine for what it was, I had that one at two and a half uh, I had the Teguchi match at two, uh, and then I got the Bandito at three and a quarter.
1: You had Taguchi and uh, Doki at two, but you had Ishimori and squirrel at three. Yeah, you might want to rethink that one. That that, that Ishimori scroll match was worse than Doki and Taguchi mm-hmm. oh, It was uh, for sure.
0: Uh, maybe I need to rewatch it, but I don't think. Don't it... rewatch it. Just <laughs> go with your heart. Well, my it, heart, my heart says three and two. Your heart is wrong. Go with uh. my heart. <laughs> 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 oh, man. But, yeah, I I did not. I know some people rated the Toguchi Doki a little bit higher than I did, but, dude, I was antsy for the show to be over. I wanted the match to be over. It was I, bad. I didn't it like anything bad. in the match. I was just like, just go home. Yes. Just go home. That's, that's how I was feeling during that match. Yeah, we chanted that before. We chanted have.
1: that. Oh, actually, we, you weren't with us We chanted that at Joey Janela and uh, Fred Yehi Okay <sighs> That match uh, Yeah <laughs> But anyway, so that's Doki uh, Let's talk about um, someone who's been surprisingly good on this tour Not surprisingly, but like He's overperforming what expectations had been Rocky Asuka Romero
0: Yes uh, The leader of chaos <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. Rocky has been killing it, man. Yeah. Night two uh, faced off against Eagles, took a, a loss there, had that one at three and a quarter. Night four, we talked about the Osprey match, had that at four and a quarter. Then on night six, he got his first win of the tournament, taking on Ren Narita, had that one at three and a half. That,
1: to me, that means Narita's done. He's probably not picking up a win in this tournament. We'll talk about that in a minute, but.
0: Yeah. Uh, but I thought Rocky gave Narita a lot in that match. He did, and um, I think he really helped Narita get over in that match. Psh. Get over? He's been over. What you talking about? I mean, to to the the, the wider audience, we obviously we've been on the Narita. Band Every, everybody knows
1: about Narita. <laughs> everybody knows Narita's over. He's over in these streets. I don't care what no one says. <laughs> no, but um, you're absolutely right, man. He he did a a lot to help Narita. Um, Rocky's just been really good in this tournament Like, we know he can wrestle, we know he can be good But, like, he's been above what he normally is Been very, very good yeah, I, he- I, I, I'm I, looking forward to the rest of Rocky's tournament Let's put it that way Yeah, I think, yeah, I think he's going to have a great remainder of the tournament Yep, and then uh, we have Bushi sitting at zero points Three losses He had a match with uh, Osprey he lost He lost to El Fantasmo, and then he lost to Gucci, the three point leaders of the tournament. So it kind of makes sense why he has no wins so far. he got a pretty rough uh, lineup of guys to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, Bushi, like we talked about, is a guy that usually does pretty well in these tournaments. I'm expecting him to actually have quite a few wins for the rest of the tournament.
0: Yeah, I don't expect him to lose many more matches after this.
1: But... Um, even though he's having okay matches I haven't been into Bushi at all This tournament His yeah. matches have been like largely forgettable for me Even the Osprey
0: one Yeah, Bushi's almost in a, a Teton situation Where yep. he, he's just kind of been there Yep, His opponents have been the, the highlight of the matches Obviously the Osprey He's just a way more over Teton Pretty much, yeah <laughs> You know, the Taguchi main event We kind of talked about that Had that three flat Wasn't really thrilled about that one Um uh, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, Boosie's just kind of there
1: for me. And then we have, uh, sitting also at zero points, Ren Narita. He took losses to Doki, Robbie Eagles, and Rocky Romero. And, um, you know, I wish I had more interesting things to say about Ren Narita. I think he's been fine. I think he's doing as well as could be hoped for, but he's just in that young Lions role here. What have your thoughts been?
0: You know, I thought he's been good as usual, you know, Narita always has uh, good matches and always shows a lot of fire and intensity. I thought he a good. I lo- the one thing I do love that they have been doing in the, the Narita matches is um, the, the belly-to-belly spots they've been doing. So his finisher is a high-gable grip belly-to-belly. He snaps and hits it with a pin. But uh, in several of these matches, he's been able to do the belly-to-belly, but he hasn't been able to float over and get the pin, so he only gets a near fall. So I do like they have that they've been doing that with him and kind of establishing, you know, if he can hit the grip and get the pin afterward, it would be over. But because um, he is not getting that bridging pin, that uh, he's not getting the win. So I do like that they have been doing that, and I just feel they've been doing a great job of, you know, giving him a lot, but not making, but not also making him look too strong. Uh, and you know, the Rocky Romero match, I think, is the best match. Uh, so far in the tournament, uh, for him, yeah, for for Narita, uh, yeah,
1: I think he's been looking good. I did hear on another. I was listening to another show, and they were like, "They're like this might be a hot take, but I think Ren Narita has actually surpassed Shota Umino." I was like. Bitch, he been surpassed <laughs> Shoto Umino. Shoto Umino's
0: never been as good as Ren Narito. What you talking about? That's why... Uh, Since day one, bro. U- Umino's trying to get on Narito's level. Yeah, what
1: are they talking... Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> oh, my Pe-
1: God. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, speaking of, oh, my God. How about uh, Mick Foley just came out on Monday Night Raw and uh, announced the 24-7 title, a green belt that looks... It looks like the w- WBC belt from a uh, boxing... And it's a belt that can be def- defended anywhere, anytime, twenty four seven. basically, it's the hardcore title without the hard being the hardcore title. It's just twenty four seven rules.
0: Interesting. So moving on. Uh-
1: <laughs> Do you think that New Japan should adopt this uh, this gimmick have have twenty four seven rules? No.
0: Like that video
1: where like, uh, where Liger was trying to pin everybody while There's they're sleeping. Actually,
0: that was hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> if
1: y'all ain't seen that video. There's a video online of Liger trying to pin uh, the wrestlers in the dojo while they're sleeping, and like he tried to pin like Tanahashi, but Tanahashi was sleeping with, with one his, shoulder with up. One shoulder up. Yeah.
0: This man never puts both shoulders down. Yeah. He <laughs> was, he failed to pin us up. He got he got the pin on Hanma. Yeah, he got the pin on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh it's mad man. funny. Dude, I sleep on my stomach, man. Don't that's, sleep on my back. It's not good for you, actually. It's bad for you. I hate being on my back, man. I don't like my shoulders on the mat, man. I
1: I know what you're saying, and it's funny, but I'm worried for your health. This is not (laughs) good for you. You need to sleep on your back, man.
0: It's better for you. It's uncomfortable. I I, I don't feel comfortable being on my back, man. Man, you're going to get scoliosis.
1: (laughs) But anyway, so uh, that is going to wrap it up for the B Block. Um, My main final thoughts just about the B Block is, like, it is surprise. I mean, I guess it's not surprising, but, like, I didn't expect... The exclusions of uh Desperado and Flip Gordon to have such drastic effects on the quality of matches in this turn in, in the B block, but it really has, like surprisingly. So,
0: yeah, it's that, that was a big blow to the B block, a big,
1: big blow. But, um, it's not like B blow or it's not like either of these blocks have been disasters or anything, it, they've been fine. It's been it's still been a very entertaining tournament. I will say this though. People that are watching this tournament I've seen a lot of people Like really giving a lot of praise And as such they should Mm -hmm. But it's
0: nowhere near Last year's level of tournament Like not
1: Like nowhere near
0: Yeah Like not even close It's not not even trying It's not even a knock It's just facts It's just facts Last year's tournament Man with um, Hiromu man
1: Hiromu was putting on Like over four star matches Every night The entire tournament Plus all the other like there was just so many guys that were putting on bangers last year, it was crazy. Yeah, um, this has been a good tournament. With you know, I'm hoping it gets better as time goes on. Yeah, but
0: uh, there yeah. was one, one question we missed from a uh, Reddit user Maserati, and he asked, uh, it was about Doki. Oh, what, god, was Doki holding El Desperado's mask when he came down to the ring on a few of these shows? I'm not sure if they explained it or I'm just mistaken. He was holding a mask that looks that was at least very similar. Yes, that was Desperado's mask that he was holding
1: Yeah, it's the mask he was wearing during the uh, the death match he had with Jun Kasai at Taka uh, Taichi Mania And so I, I think he's doing that Like, obviously he's aligned and associated with LIJ or with Suzuki-Gun during this tournament And I think the fact that he's kind of carrying the mask that he was wearing when he got injured You know, kind of just Paying honor to him because he should be in the tournament And he's not basic sort of thing Right So yeah that's on that Before we go into the news I want to address something uh, This is unrelated to this tournament But I think it needs to be stated Like I Okay so I heard something this week I was listening to Or last week I was listening to Wrestling Observer Radio And someone was They were doing mailbag questions And somebody asked the question about Hulk Hogan and him winning the first ever IWGP title during the 1983 IWGP uh, tournament, uh, which is the precursor to what became the G1. Mm-hmm. And he was asking whether or not it was a work or a shoot. The fact that he knocked out Inoki and got a uh, countout win to win that tournament, and why he wasn't, con- you know, even though he got a belt and he was called the IWGP champion, why he isn't considered an I- a former IWGP champion. And Dave answered this question, and he answered correctly in saying that that Inoki and New Japan actually lied to the media, saying that it was actually a shoot when it wasn't. It was a planned work, and it hurt the, the credibility of New Japan in the eyes of the press, which is true. That that did happen. But then he said that Hulk Hogan, in his eyes, is should be considered a former IWGP champion because he won the tournament – to crown the best wrestler in the world And was awarded the belt and he's like yeah he didn't defend it a lot or, any- or anything But he was the IWGP champion It's part of the same lineage I want to address this very strongly And let all of you know who heard this Or if you haven't heard it Let's just make it very clear Hulk Hogan is not a former <laughs> IWGP champion <laughs> Winning the IWGP tournament Did not make you an IWGP champion That championship did not get instituted Until 1987 As an actual championship That was defended regularly Prior to that it was literally Just a tournament Um, It would literally be the same thing Like winning that tournament was kind of like The same thing as Braun Strowman winning that belt Over in Saudi Arabia Yeah from from the greatest uh, Royal Rumble whatever. Same thing Um, Another example of this And this is actually a more close understanding in the ufc they have a heavyweight uh, championship now that is held by daniel cormier it goes all the way back to uh mark coleman he was the first ever i or the first ever ufc heavyweight champion he actually um defeated the super fight champion quote unquote which was dan the b Severn. that was in 1997 prior to that championship existing they never had titles, they just had tournaments And they would have weight At first there was no weight classes And then eventually they had heavyweight And light heavyweight uh, tournaments And so if you were to win That year's or that you know, Event's heavyweight tournament You were considered the UFC 12 Heavyweight tournament winner Right. When they look at the History of that Title lineage, they don't count any of the Tournament winners as former champions Of the UFC, and neither would Dave so there's no way Hulk Hogan winning the IWGP tournament championship made him the actual IWGP champion. Just because he had a belt does not mean he was the champion. This shouldn't even be something that is up for debate. I, I heard this. It bothered the crap out of me. <laughs> it really bothered me. There should be no mistaking, Hulk Hogan is not a former IW, IWGP heavyweight champion. He did not. He is not, he's not one of those guys.
0: So don't come out here trying to defend this. Don't try and be a Hulk Hogan uh, defense squatter.
1: And if Hogan won it and he was a former champion, I'd be like, yeah, Hogan's a former IWGP champion, but he's not.
0: There's a reason why he's not in the uh, parade of champions in the beginning of the of the videos. Now,
1: did he win the IWGP tournament in 1983? Yeah, he won it. Does that mean he's a for, uh, you know the equivalent of their world champion? No,
0: no. Um, So we just have a quick uh, Also
1: if he won it Then you'd also have to say that Andre the Giant won it Because he won it in 1985 And you'd have to say that Inoki is a three time champion Instead of a one time champion Because he also won the tournament in 84 and 86 So again What are we talking about here
0: Yeah So moving on to the news, a couple quick items here. Uh, Jushin Thunder Liger has been announced for the G1 Climax 29 uh, show in Dallas.
1: He's Uh, actually going to be in the G1.
0: No. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get people's don't get people's hopes up. Get that misinformation out there.
1: Night one, he's wrestling Suzuki. (laughs) It's happening.
0: Uh, So yeah, so adding on another U.S. date to the retirement tour Uh, Yeah, New Japan announced him as being a part of this uh, G1 Climax Tour and being on the July 6th show in Dallas His opponent has not been announced yet Um, I don't think it'll be Suzuki Because I'm assuming Suzuki will be in the G1 Climax Tournament It's going to be a multi-man match Yeah
1: But you know what? We were in New York and I thought that'd be the last time I ever see uh, Liger Live, but now I get to see him again in Dallas. Dallas. Like yeah. this is
0: kind of dope. So that'll be cool. Um, another show announcement from New Japan Lions Break Project Two will be happening in Anaheim, California. Uh, this will be taking place at the Anaheim Convention Center on Saturday, December seventh, and Sunday, December eighth. Uh, the shows are part of the Chara Expo USA 2019. Which is put on by Bushi Road and we know The first Lions Break event It featured um, the young Lions From the LA Dojo Alex Coughlin Clark Connors and Carl Fredericks and all three of those guys Have been announced for this Lions Break show And you know we've been seeing these guys kind of pop up In Ring of Honor and Rev Pro And a couple other places and they're Looking really great
1: Yeah I really recommend the uh The match from RevPro that was just Uploaded to NJPW World like if you get a chance check Out that tag match with them in
0: CCK I believe it
1: was really
0: good match And then um, speaking Of Dojo we have two guys From Australia coming to The New Japan Dojo uh, Liam Fury and Patrick Shishishka. Not sure if I'm saying that last name correctly But uh, those guys are Heading over to the New Japan Dojo
1: Yes, any any final
0: thoughts? Not really, man That's uh, that's pretty much all that I have for the news this week Was there, was there anything else that you saw?
1: Nope, just this So we've got uh, next week We're going to be covering the rest of the second week Of Best of the Super Juniors We've got a show coming up on the 22nd From Cork and Hall Another Cork and Hall show on the 23rd Another Cork and Hall show on the 24th And then we've got a show from Chiba on May 26th The 22nd and the 23rd are double block nights As well as the 24th Is the 26th as well? I think it is Wow So we have Yep We have four nights over the next week That's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday We have How many matches is that? 10 a night? So that's 40 matches?
0: Yeah Oh my (laughs) god Yeah man There's, There's no undercard to skip here Yep. Uh, so yeah man you know, Looking forward to those Corkin Hall shows The Corkin uh, audience is always um, You know great For these shows And I think it's going to help um, elevate these matches So looking forward to that Yep so no fluff Just steak
1: and potatoes so it's going to be good um, I'm looking forward to it man I'm looking forward to the rest of this tournament
0: Yeah it should be fun And uh, before we sign off here real quick Pro Wrestling Tees they are having Their spring into summer sale 20% off everything By the time you hear this podcast The sale should be ongoing So the sale is from May 21st to May 27th 20% off everything Which means you can get 20% off A Keeping It Strong style t-shirt 20% off a Ricky and Clive wrestling shirt 20% off a One Nation radio shirt 20% off a Social Suplex Podcast Network t-shirt Guys, we really need you guys' support here. We want to see you guys rocking these shirts. Check out the Pro Wrestling Tees uh, spring and summer sale this week and grab you some social suplex merch.
1: Guys, I crashed my car this week. Can you just, like, get, buy a shirt or something or start a GoFundMe for me or, like, do something? I need help.
0: Yeah, buy all. all proceeds of keeping a strong style shirts will go to uh, young boys' car fun. Indefinitely. We'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> making some payments with those. <laughs> um, well, that's it. We're going to wrap things up for this week. So, like uh, Josh mentioned, we'll be back next week with more Best of the Super Junior tournament coverage and all the latest news in the world of New Japan pro wrestling make sure to connect with us on social media you can follow the show at ki strong style also at social suplex you can follow me at jeremy l donovan on facebook we are facebook.com slash social suplex you can join us in the wrestling Squared circle facebook group facebook.com slash groups slash wrestling squared circle on reddit i am a pro black guy josh is keeping a strong style you can email me jeremy at social make sure you check out all the other shows on the social suplex podcast network on sundays we have one nation radio hosted by rich ladda and james boyd on wednesdays we have the ricky and clive wrestling show from scotland every other wednesday we have our podcast dedicated to independent wrestling Grown Men Watch This Shit, hosted by Jeremy Tate and Chris Bryan. On Thursdays, we have NXT, Then, Now, and Forever with James Boyd and a rotating co-host. And then on Saturdays, we have All Things Elite with Floyd Johnson Jr. And every other Saturday, Amy Euler joins him on that show. And I know those guys are looking forward to Double or Nothing. They'll be there live, so I'm sure they'll have some great live coverage to share here on the network. So don't forget... To subscribe, leave a rating, and review. We will catch you next week on Keeping It Strong Style, the ace of podcasts.
1: Thank you for listening to Keeping It Strong Style. We'll see you next time. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain.